Okay, welcome back. Episode yes, 8, Rob's Garage. St. Patty's Day weekend. Ooh. Oh, amateur Chug, hour. Chug, amateur Chug. hour out there right now. St. <laughs> Patty's Day. Well, welcome back. This is after a one-week hiatus. It felt like two, didn't it? That was a really long gas. Yes. Yeah, it was. So to our tens of tens and tens of listeners, we apologize for skipping. <laughs> Scotty D, I'm sorry. I know. Oh, but, uh, oh yeah. Uh, and yeah, Scotty D. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. I got to say, uh, sorry to Scotty D. He lost his mom this week, too, so... I'm sorry. Right. Shout, sorry. Out. Shout out to Mrs. D. Mrs. D. But uh, yeah, so weeks gone by, a lot has happened, or or not much. I mean, um, I understand intern Dan is really pumping up the social media. Is he getting into a fight with Greg Opie Hughes now? Like, what's happening? I hope there? so. Why? He, what did he do? We were just talking about that shit on the stealing uh, our uh, ideas. Uh, 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 in- intern Dan on the social media is just crushing the phantom. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm like, what the hell? Uh, All beef is good beef, right? That's right. No I mean, one. but he he strikes me as a type of guy that would not engage. Like, you'd have to coddle him and, like, really kind of lure him. Who are we talking about here? Greg Opie Hughes. Yeah, he seems, he's got, like, a fuse, though. Let's yeah. Set him off. Yeah, but I, I don't think he's going to engage with, like, hot shots from intern Dan, like, just coming, bringing not. the heat. Give us Maybe not. credibility, you mean? Is he tall or a short guy? He's short. He's short, yeah. He's, he's got a short fuse. Yeah. I mean, sure. I, I saw him when I saw him in person. He's shorter than me, anyway. I, I, did, I listened to his podcast though. Is it? I, I haven't. I mean, Carl Ruiz is funny. Is like, he? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I told, I told Rob. Wasn't he the catcher of the Phillies, Carl Ruiz? <laughs> <laughs> no. I listened to this last episode because it seems like Opie's really like pushing, um, on Twitter, like pushing and pushing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. The advertising of this thing. Yeah. So I got about 40 minutes in and I bailed. It's n- not funny. Unbearable? Really? It just wasn't funny. Yeah. I don't know. It just seemed like, it seemed like he was really like fake laughing through the thing mm. and stuff. Mm. What, a, what a shame though. It Really a fall from grace. He, you is. know, like, I mean, they were the biggest or one of the biggest radio shows, the Opie and Anthony show. I don't think he, I think it's, fu- I think he doesn't want to admit or it's hard for him to accept that uh, a lot of these dudes carried a lot of the weight. Yeah, yeah. I, I get the impression that the other two don't care at all that it's gone. Yeah. yeah. I don't think oh, they yeah. care at all. That's the impression I get when I hear them on the on other radio shows and podcasts. Well, we do have but, to acknowledge, you know, their influence on the uh, the radio world as well as the podcast no world. Doubt. Think, sure. you know, no I doubt. For sure. No doubt. Joe Rogan uh, definitely claims that that... That show is the reason that he has his podcast. Did, did you hear him say yeah. specifically what it was that launched it when he saw Anthony on a green behind a green screen singing karaoke with an AK-47 in his house? He's like, this is what <laughs> disposable money and a single guy with no kids can do. Uh, yeah. So I guess the last time we got together, we were on our way to the Deer Hunter show, which I have to say was a phenomenal show. Um However, we I, I feel like we have to bring to light, you know, their encore, their final song. And I think after a, a heated debate post-show, I, I can see the artistic value of what they were trying to accomplish. You were mad, though. I, I was a little, uh, I was, they trolled us. So, Sean, I know that you weren't there, unfortunately, but. Explain. Uh, yeah. So, they, they put on a phenomenal show. And, and for. Uh, Heidi that had had no background actually I tried to give her a few songs to listen to she's like I don't know if I'm going to like this but halfway through I mean she was in it right and it was a great performance and um, you know 
the encore came on, or I guess how many songs did they play in the encore? Two or I three? I didn't even remember that was an encore. Did they yeah. come back out for it? Yeah. I, I don't, don't remember. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, the big hit is Nothing Ever Happened, at least for me. I mean, that's just like what they're known for. And I'm just like, all right, they're going to play it. <laughs> and so they go, what was their final song, Chris? Well, it's a title track from Monomania. Yeah. Okay. So, so Monomania is, it's, it's kind of a, it's a guitar heavy it's song. It's like a gar- really loud garage, garagey, psychedelic, loud, right, distorted right. song. Did they play the song Revival? No, I don't mm, believe so. Okay. All right. That's it. Yep. Um, so, so anyway, they, they, they end with that Monomania song and they come out and it's a loud garagey song. And so, three minute song, four minute song, mm-hmm. something around there. And then, you know, they kind of get into it, right? And it's extending five minutes, six minutes, like, wah, wah, you know, and we've all been to shows where the guitar is just like, Ring, and then like takes his guitar off and puts it next to the amp. And it's like, wah, 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 and then like, he's, I love when they do that. When right, they walk right, off no, no. stage, you know, like, just take I love that too, right? And then they kind of like walk off and, and it's like, all right. Yeah, give or take about 90 seconds, and it's going to kind of wind down the stage yeah, but lights this, come on. This, all the shows that we've been to, this never happened before. Yeah, this, this was dude was fucking... Fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Where yeah. it went. So, I, mean, I didn't mind. I was like Bill. Like, Bill was way into it. He's all pro this stuff. Yeah. He, I had to pry him wait, from that. So, wait, so, wait, but, wait, so we're... Hold, hold on. So we're like six minutes in, right, to the, you know, the full song, right? And so... I'm thinking, all right, they're doing the guitar thing and the the noise thing, and you know it's just gonna go and for a little bit, and then <laughs> most of the band members were still on stage at that time, and I'm like, oh, this is gonna be like an epic like revival of a song or like a go into a transition to a new song. Wah, 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 wah. Seven minutes, eight minutes. Well, he he let me. <laughs> I think he went so like Brad, total Brad, feedback like unlistenable. Yeah. Well, so the singer Bradford Cox went. And there's, you know, they have the speakers at the edge of the stage. Mm-hmm. At the edge of the stage, there's speakers. He went, took the guitar, so they like can- a pillow, and just laid on that speaker to to kind of like uh, influence the feedback back, and it just carried and carried and carried, and it looked like he was sleeping. And it, you know what's funny though, like I had no idea that he was doing that. I, I lost everyone. So really, everybody in the front where we were, kind of like. Uh, squeezed in and kind of went to him and as you look back it's just people were just bailing and the the sound check people were holding their ears they're gone they're gone the whole thing is open except for this tight little group around Bradford Cox doing that and Bill's Bill's one of them with a giant smile on his face loving every second now Chris (laughs) Sean that was at minimum 17 minutes in right like I held out Heidi left and was texting me. And she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like this with my fingers in my ear. The, everyone around me, fingers in their ear. It was unbearable. It, it was like so, so you, think he, you think it ends every show like that? No, because, I don't think so. No, that would be, I that would nobody, be I No way. He did it. I think it was just this one-off thing. So then he, at about 20 minutes, half hour into it, he takes oh the guitar. God, hands it, he hands it to, he. I think he either walked or either way, I don't know if he got up from his little pillow of a speaker and walked over and laid it by the big Bigger giant speaker, but amplifier. Yeah. He laid it on there to to get the feedback really going again. And he just went back to the same spot again. 
<laughs> and then I, that, and then after a while, I could tell that they were gone. It was about 35, 40 minutes. So and he was I doing it back. to wait everybody out to I, see. I think I know, also man. the wah, 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 was a romanticism of the sound. The sound was... Right. It was here. Just... Right. I was like standing next this to a it. jet engine. So this is the song, Monomania. So you have an idea of like what they're... What kind of song this yeah, is, I know, right? I know. So I'm, I'm going to go towards the end. 40 minutes, dude. They, they use this in the Iraq war to drive people <laughs> out. Like this, this is where it's like... And Bin Laden's like, no, no more. <laughs> I can't listen to indie rock. <laughs> it, it did drive everyone out. I... I bailed a lot earlier. I went with Heidi. I'm like, no. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, uh, this hurts. It physically fucking hurts. And then, and then the best. So I, I find think it's kind of cool if he challenged everybody. Like, let's see. What you I can, never saw what anything like it, man. Yeah. It was great. And so after the show, I'm like, he must hate Philadelphia. He, why did he troll us? Like, what did we, like, why did he do that? And so, but the funny, one of the funniest parts is when I finally like retreated from the stage, I saw the keyboardist play, drinking a beer near coat check. And I'm like, dude, why did you do that? And he's like, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get it. my take now. I can I can see it, but at the time it was it hurt. It hurt to be in there, and I walked out. Uh, and it really kind of made you angry. I'm like, yeah, if the Beatles did it, fine. But these guys, I mean, I like them, but there's a limit. <laughs> they have a freaking that. limit. They can't get away with they it. They didn't yeah. have the clout for that. But yeah, it was crazy. But. It was a good show, though, right? It was Other a great show. That, yeah, no, I mean, phenomenal show. I, I I look forward to going back and or at least seeing them again. And I don't think they do this. This isn't a regular. You won't be truck. seeing them at the truck, though. No. Yeah. Oh, the truck. I thought it was already closed. An what institution. You-, you know, I, I think this happened a few years ago, and I, and I almost feel like this could be, I hate to say it, but maybe there is a bit of a publicity stunt with it because it is such an institution. So, mm-hmm. obviously, we, we record here in Philadelphia. Um subset of Rob's Garage, <laughs> the original guy of Rob's Garage. But a lot of the uh, first bands, or at least a lot of um, concerts that we all attended to were, were at the Trocadero Theater, uh, 10th and Arch in Philadelphia. Yeah, and so early, early it's, ones. It is an absolute Philadelphia institution, and I think it's about 130, 150 years old, and there was an announcement that uh, it will be closing soon. Now, I remember... Less than five years ago, there was another kind of like, oh, the truck is closing, save the truck. And then yeah, something yeah. happened where whether they raised money or whatever the case may be. But, you know, I can't imagine the city or wasn't. I mean, it's been so long since I've been there, but I mean, I know we saw Blur there and other bands, but it's so small compared to all the, you know, Union yeah. Transfer yeah. and Electric Factory yeah. and all these. Is that what I was going to ask the same thing? You think it lost? To competition because I remember there it was only the truck for a while and There's, then it went to TLA, yeah, and then it would go back and forth from TLA to Electric Factory. But now, now yeah, the Fillmore, and then there's that place Ardmore, right? Arden, Arden. I didn't. I never well, Ard, Ardmore is a, a suburb. Yeah, and there's a uh, there's a music hall there, and a lot of like cool bands play there. Oh, yeah. I know. Well, Union Transfer has has kind of taken the reins as one of the best venues I think in Philadelphia. This guy at work, he said like he sent an email chain like, "What bands do you remember seeing at the Truck?" Well, here's a funny story with the Truck. Um, as we know, we all 
sort of met each other in at various stages of high school, and so. And what was the name of that bar behind the truck where you got the fucking Paps Blue Ribbon? Yeah, that was. I don't know. I think, it, I think it might Jim have been Beam. like Frenzia, Franzias or something. Rob and I Franzia. tried to find yeah. it on we, we episode actually, one. Episode one, we. I know. I remember yeah. now that yeah. I brought. I just said it. it, it totally, so, but it, it doesn't. It, it has no charm now. And there was that a Chinese restaurant when we were walking yeah. from the from around the corner to go to the bar. Uh, Alex James and Dave Roundtree were smoking cigarettes outside, remember? Yeah, yeah. yeah from Blur. And then you could see inside, like, Damon and Graham still at the table. Oh, like, yeah, paying the, right. Like, guys. paying the bill and shit. <laughs> yeah. So when I, when I first met you guys um, and, and really started hanging out in Rob's Real, Rob's real Garage, uh, it was I think it was either between sophomore and junior year, right around that time frame of high school. And so I had never been to, like, a real concert before. And so, Rob, I think you had your license at this point. And, and so, Rob, Rob always had, Rob, just a little bit of background, Rob had a, a blue minivan that would just blue van people. drive us everywhere and anywhere that we wanted. Anywhere. 85 Plymouth Voyager. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. So, I guess one Friday night, um, uh, it was. I think it was kind of just like, all right, I'm in the group. I'm in the group now. Like, do you want to come and see the dead milkman? And I'm like, <laughs> okay. And at that time, it was like Big Lizard in my backyard, which I thought mm-hmm. was kind of like a funny song. And it was on MTV, and it was an older song, right? It wasn't even. No, it was the first album. Yeah, and so I went, and it was at the Trocadero, and I was just blown away. Like, I just because it's a punk show, right? And I'm, this is my first live concert with like yeah. new friends, <laughs> and there's like women with mohawks and just walking around in bras, smell of patchouli and, and cigarettes. And, yeah, and like weed I had and, no idea what the hell was going to happen, but I knew this was going to end up to be a lifelong friendship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Over the dead milkman. That's funny. Yeah, yeah that's why that I think might, it's a real concert, like at a place like the Troc, as opposed yeah. to like Madison Square Garden. You know, the first, yeah. the first one I think. All Chris the smells, and I, all the smells are there. I think mm-hmm. we, yeah, exactly. You the always pre, remember. That remember shit. the pre-concert smell when, like, they would put out the smoke and shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And everyone's oh, getting yeah, ready yeah. for the main That's act. Still, come, you all know, the smells of it. If there are pearly gates, and I ever get there, and they ask you what you like best, it's those moments right before the band first takes the stage. It was always the coolest thing in the world. But I think wasn't the first show that you and I both. Went to was a blur at City yeah, Gardens. City Gardens. Yeah, yeah, that was like drove, in '91, man. Yeah, yeah that, that was, was crazy. That, that was, was a really little, cr- little place. That was all because I think they also had a poster because I think Nirvana played there like yeah, just really? before that. Yeah, yeah. Shit. and that's when they were they yeah. basically yeah. knocked all that other stuff out of the water. That was, I can't what, believe. It was, what was your last show there? Do you guys I, remember on City Tron- Gardens? No, no, no. The no, truck. At truck. Truck. I think it was mine. Was the I can't uh, remember, Star but I think Roses? it was the time. Yeah, no, that no, or the no. T- we just saw a uh, ride there like a couple years ago. No, that, was no, TLA. that was TLA. Yeah, but before then, we saw him with the truck. Oh, uh, because I never saw them before no, until they. I don't think so. Yeah, no, we saw them t- twice, didn't we? Yeah, one was in New York. No, and then there was another one too here. I think they're. Didn't we see them twice at the TLA? Yeah, didn't they played they yeah. one summer and the next. No, summer? No, I think the f- summer before was the truck, but. I don't, I don't remember. The last time I we saw Jizzit. Hold on. I think I'm right. We I did. think you are. We can look this up. I don't think you, I don't, it's been a long time. The last Yo, time dude, I remember going I'm there was, yeah. Jesus, uh, was um, with your sister. Just me and her went to see uh, Garth the Jesus. Brooks. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, <laughs> Tim McGraw. It was, uh, it was Mazzy Star and the Jesus and Mary chain. Oh, wow. But, I, but then I remember going to a, Everyone tells me I went to a hip hop show there, but I don't remember that at all. We saw Wu Tang and Jizza there. We sure did. What was the Shit. upstairs piece though? Didn't they have a? 
You got the balcony piece. The balcony, the balcony right. and then during the weeknights, they would turn it into a theater, and then there was a small stage. And do you remember is we went... With my cousin? Yeah. We yeah, that to, might have been the last time do, I was do there. Do you remember that band, Drugstore? It was like not even a one-hit wonder, but it was a small British uh, female lead. Um, but she had one song with Tom York that just, you know, they must have been friends because it was like the only reason that this band was recognized. Not uh, really. You're not thinking of Bjork, are you? No, it's <coughs> called Drugstore. Uh. Did, did we stump Chris? I, you know what? Well, I know that Tom York's brother is has a band. You sure it's not that one? I. He had a band. I hear it is. Yeah, El Presidente. <laughs> oh no. Okay. okay. All right. Let's give it a shot here. ringing a bell huh? not at all the yeah. name did but i don't remember the tune yeah. so we saw this band on the upstairs of the truck <laughs> and i i don't there's like uh the tom york port damn he could save any song <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> that's true seriously he has the best voice yeah of any, yeah I, Beyond so this was um, I, yeah. I this had to be ninety eight ninety nine, um, and yeah, Rob and I went to see them. That, that would definitely be the last time yeah. I was there then. But prior to seeing, we saw Stereo Lamb. Yeah, and then but we prior to we saw Blur back in the day. Yeah, Stone uh, Roses. Stone Roses. Yeah, we saw Luna's last show. Luna. Yeah, I missed that band. Oh, maybe that was it. Did we see you Supergrass there too? <laughs> I feel again. Supergrass yeah. at TLA. There was two was different T- shows. It was TLA, fucking one of the best shows I've ever seen. They came out and just swinging, and they killed it. That, that killed was it. that was yeah. They were such a fun live band. And to we see. went to we went to Tim's apartment after. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. There, there was there was some good shows at that thing. Wow. You well, play, when you when you get a chance, just play two seconds of smoking banana peels. Mm. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> just to break in there, just I'm curious if you'll remember this. So remember. Remember, uh, I was gonna say that's not super grass. <laughs> oh, smoking banana. Just before we go po- so far past the. Uh, oh, I was going off context. All right, uh, like out of context. Smoking like bananas, smoking bananas, <laughs> donuts on your lawn. <laughs> <laughs> remember when we? Remember when we were young? We tried to smoke peanut <laughs> skins. <laughs> Anarchist. Was it? Oh was God. that what it was? It peanut was skins. Peanut. Oh, you missed it. Oh no! This they already did the. the uh, there was a time we were driving around in that blue van and we were listening to the Dead Milkman. And you remember this song starts off with that whale noise? Like... Yeah. <laughs> we, we were driving, I remember, and Jim lost it. Lost his shit at that noise. You, you remember that at all? No, but I thought, so, I thought it was so weird and everyone was so weird. And like <laughs> That noise came on. You're like a mid-conversation and it just... That was it. You fucking lost it laughing at a stupid noise. This band suit that uh, blue van, like this band, like just blasting this shit. Because we'd go down the strip and like seaside oh, playing this stuff. Just blasting it. Yeah. Well, the ho- hopefully club, the, the Trocadero will survive. But if they do have a closing show, the Dead Mil- Milkman has to be I, it. Right? I think it would so. have. I would think by 
Yeah. Who else is a Daryl Hall and Oates? Yeah, yeah. Hall and Oates. Mm. <laughs> they, I don't know if they Philly can fill heads. that room. Can they fill that Hall room? Hall and Oates? Yeah, room. you crazy. <laughs> Wells Fargo Center. I don't yeah, know, guys. Can we get into the truck? Truck of Daryl. Yeah. <laughs> Daryl Hall has more people at his house for that. Daryl's whatever it is that he does on, uh, he used to do on Palladia Channel. I don't oh, know yeah, if it's there. Daryl's house. Daryl's something bar at his house, right? He had to just have random musicians over good musicians. You'd be like, yeah. holy shit. So did you guys have a hard time getting in today? We mentioned it's, uh, there's a lot of St. Patty's no, festivities. Is it a parade or something? Is it a parade? I don't know if it's an official one, but this is, there's a Aaron Gobra parade. It's basically, no matter what the event is, and it usually carries over two weekends, mm -hmm. it is an absolute amateur hour of just drunk I've 23 I've seen enough hours, uh, so. sunny in Philadelphia, St. Mm -hmm. Patrick yeah. Day episodes. Yeah, no, literally I saw three people puking on the, on the sidewalk on my way in here and and then I, and then it kind of dawned on me one of those things that just it boils your blood. Uh, Ready now? You know what? No, I no. used to love it. Yeah. I used to love it because we grew up. At, I worked for Budweiser at the time, and we had to go to the two parades. New Jersey's got like fifty parades, and they go out throughout the, almost the entire month. But we used to mm. have to go to Belmar and Seaside, and Belmar was the largest one in the state, bar none. It was almost. As Did you like going to parades? I, I, I didn't mind who, it because I, I was. I with, hated parades my whole life. The parade who the hell was, wants to watch a parade? Yeah, like we never watched the parade. We only went but going, bar, bar hopping. Going in high school was a lot of fun. Yes, to go into the parade, we would go to the city. Yeah, but I mean, how many times can you just look at somebody like you know waving? I don't think we, we just we crossed the parade route on Fifth Avenue in New York a couple times, but then we ended up walking across the park to the West Side, and we always made it to the Dublin House. It's, yeah, well, it was. Well, no, what in was Columbus. what was the place on the? And remember, it was it was a day where you know this is still kind of pre Giuliani. So we went there as sixteen, seventeen year olds, knowing yeah. that this is a day that you can drink, and we would like cut school, dri go. drive up with Rob, and then find that bar. What was Which the Irish one? bar on the east east side? On the east side. Yeah. Oh, Desmond's Tavern. Desmond's. That was, oh, yeah. that was remember? further yes. south. That's that was, how we found it. We went yeah. in that place with 15-year-olds at one point, and they Stop. got served there. Yeah, I remember back in the day, we went to see a Blur show. We ended up, Shriv bought his sister in there, oh and she was gosh. like 15, and the guy, Chris Kelly, that had one side that was all messed up. Oh, yeah, that, hey, you remember I that remember dude? being in that there part, seeing that dude. That's when we went to see the Stone Roses. It was like just a, like a handful of us, and we were... We got served in there for the first time, so we always went back after that. The dude had like Damn, Chris Kelly was his, his name. liquor license. Yeah, one, one side of his body was like all like skinny and regular, and then but on, on the just the other side of his belly button was like all his shit. Yeah, hanging out. and he had told he was straight from Ireland. He was an older guy, and he it was he like maybe the, a hernia. He needed the uh, he needed the, the push, push down, down piece. Was, yeah, the push down piece. The <laughs> one side of it because he was a bigger dude too. But the one side was out like it was the size of a fucking basketball. Yeah, <laughs> like, there was yeah. a real. Push I remember down. us having a. Conversation about it, like the, what is it? I know what's going. Why is it? He said, like, why is Chris Kelly's right side muff or something like that? <laughs> but we, we were sitting yeah, there. Who, was who a, got the last laugh? Sean? The middle the Saturday <laughs> afternoon before a show, and there's like five or six people under the age of twenty one by a couple years at that point, probably. And and he just walk up. I mean, we walked up to the bar, and he's like, hey, "Everybody's twenty one, right?" I'm like. Yeah, he's sure. like okay, and he starts setting them up. Yeah, it was a it was a real true Irish bar, an Irish man's Irish bar. You know, like they kept the rules of Dublin, yeah. where it's right. like if you could look over the the bar, you were getting right. served. I'm sure so. most of our audience that we have at this moment has been to New York City, and you can go into these bars and the smell of years and years of beer like oh, spilt so like it's bad. soaked in there. Like it's got a distinct I love those smell. Places. I do too. Yeah. It's like home. Walking in, you're like. 
Yeah. One time we were seeing Blur, I think, all of us, and uh, Rich Reese and his friend, this guy Greg, they were going to try and meet up with us. Yeah, they didn't know where to meet us, but they were like around the concert venue, and they and they uh, they said, "Look around, and where's the shittiest place? That's probably where they are." <laughs> and they walked into the shittiest place, and it's like all of us, like all loud and I'm, in the shittiest place. I, going to a show now. Outside of looking for a place that had decent beer, probably, which might be the, the more deciding factor these days, I still think I would go looking for the shittiest place. Absolutely yeah. go into the... There's not a lot of them around anymore that just look like uh, like old school neighborhood right. bars. They just don't... Like where your father runs a tab or some shit. Yeah, there like, was... That was pretty exciting to be like 20 years old and it was, roll, rolling into like a... And getting served at some... Man- Shitty New Manhattan York bar. bar. Yeah, and then, you know, know that you have two hours before, like, some, some incredible show we were going to watch. And then we, we used to walk down the, we ended up somewhere near the parade route. A few times we did this throughout our lives. I think we skipped school and went up to the St. Patrick's Day parade when it was on a weekday. And it's always better when it's on a weekday because all the office people are in and they all spill down on the weekends. It's not very, uh, like this year, it's a Sunday. It's I don't not know. quite as hyped? No, it's because when everybody's in there for work, those people are not driving back in to yeah. fuck, fuck the parade. We don't give yeah. a shit. How do you so, feel about bagpipes? I don't care. I like bagpipes. Uh, they're I like they're nice. You like those? Yeah, but I'm, I, when I'm saying like it's boring, it, I just mean like, you know, the fucking... It's one of the saddest instruments, they say. Is it? Well, I yeah, there are like funerals say, and shit. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I'm talking about like the people that made a float for... A week straight and mm-hmm. did their waving to the crowd with their daughters and <laughs> sons on the float. Whoa, whoa, they, number three down. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what we're just searching some bagpipes here. I don't know, they kind of, they kind of infuriate when you me. search bagpipes on YouTube, check out number three down. <laughs> yeah, there's something about it when you're half drunk yeah, standing out yeah. there. Like, let me try to assemble up some kind of. Where's the Irish part of me now? Yeah, I, I, mean, just, that's I just, why I, I just can't I, appreciate a yeah. I can't appreciate a uh, an instrument that a homeless guy can't just hustle with hustle. On, on the corner. <laughs> like you've never seen a, a homeless no. guy playing a bagpipe. <laughs> a freaking black guy with a you know with like a like a, a, a five gallon drum between his legs and a drumstick and a bagpipe. Like now that that's a true It'd artist. Be, but it would be wouldn't it be funny to see a I'm not nothing to do with homeless, but wouldn't it be funny to see, I've never seen a black bagpiper. I mean, because they're not like Irish, but if you saw a guy on the street, and I know that sounds troubling, but uh, to to say black guy and a homeless, I'm not saying homeless, just see a a black bagpiper. Well, I've got a secret. I've got a secret for you, I guess you don't know about Rufus Harley then. I'm (laughs) sorry you don't. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I think Jimi Hendrix of uh, bagpipes. You see, now they say that no black man can play a bagpipe. Ladies and gentlemen. Show the audience what it is that sets you apart from all other jazz musicians. Uh-huh. He's probably going to fuck it up better than anybody has ever played. I mean, and he's oh, got shit, a... shit, you're uh, right. Wow. Quartet. What's going on, John Coltrane on the bagpipes? <laughs> yeah. I'll see, you know what? That's what's up. Leave it to the African American culture to make something cool like a bagpipe. Yeah. So, so thank you. Yeah, but it was like the first and last time it ever happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the guy did. <laughs> and the shit. The Irish like mob saw this and they didn't let him leave this venue. <laughs> this looks like sixty years old. Well, there we go. We learned. <laughs> 
learn something new every He's day on the Rob's Garage podcast. Black Irish. Yeah, yeah that was. Uh, yeah, the bagpipes are smoked, they're all right. But I think it's you, smoked Irish. Smoked. Actually, <laughs> 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 when I asked my grandfather, you know, if every I remember being a kid watching Notre Dame football with him and saying, "Is everybody on the team Irish?" and he said, "Yeah, unless they got smoked Irishmen on the team." Yeah. <laughs> well, we all have we have learned about your know, your, your grandpappy. <laughs> Did he did he go by Grandpappy? Because someone that no, that no. racist has to have like a was he a, a pop pop a pappy or no he was just grand, a mooma grandpa a poopa which which by the way grandpa grandfather names are out of out of hand these days I don't everybody I don't know any of them yeah they're all like that even the grandma names are like that though I think what, everyone tries just to happened get cute to grandma and grandpa I don't know everyone tries to get cute with I know I I had a known uh, nope. I had a nanny. <laughs> I didn't have a grandma. I had a nanny and a meemaw. Yeah, Raj. Meemaw. Rob had a meemaw piece. Meemaw. Uh, Jim fucking that. I wish we had that damn recording still. Oh, she, she called had and an left accent. Mes- it was yeah, so she good. left a message and Jim heard it and <laughs> died laughing. Never. Is Rob? You <laughs> I know. I, I forget. I, I forget what the entire she, message was. But you know, grand- Rob, I don't know what it was about your answering machine but like all the greatest shit happened on that thing and so like w- just randomly we walked into rob's house or no this was wellington piece oh this was at the Wellington. yeah that one that that also had like five messages we used to bypass to get to the message because we were right. in a race all that shit but I, yeah that was late and she called my grandmother a southern woman named virginia southern from virginia ironically wow did she smoke cigarettes <laughs> she might <laughs> virginia southern the southern and so she uh she called for me one time and left a message, and I didn't get to hear the message before I heard Jim mocking it and laughing <laughs> hysterically. She, I forgot what she said, but it was just. But I, I, I think it was. Um, I mean, it was a message. She called and you answered. This is what I'm talking. I think what I'm talking about is, I remember what? he was saying to me, "Your grandmother called and she's me mock called and said." Is Rob there? Yeah. And you're and like, I think it was, no, me, Ma, Rob is not here. <laughs> but it was like Loghorn, Foghorn. Foghorn, Leghorn. Fog, yeah, whatever I that say, guy is. I say, is but Rob it, there? But the best was like, you're in your mid-20s. She's calling to like wish you a happy birthday or something like because she has your $5 bill. <laughs> do, do we have a uh, a guest audience member that? that no, just can't sorry, make... it was freaking me out. I saw like shadows moving. Oh my goodness! It's a what's, cleaning person. What's in the bar? What's oh, in the I saw, I, I saw an ant, intern Dan actually fucking showed yeah. up. Yeah. Was somebody here? Did somebody yeah, come? It was through? a cleaning person. Uh, I know you get those, man. You're Rob's garage studios. Is well, fancy. someone someone has that. to keep it clean because yeah. you know we've all seen Rob's bedroom as teenagers. <laughs> 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 Although the cleaning lady. (laughs) Oh my God. I was bad. Not as bad as Carmine, but it was. Yeah, the big ragu, Carmine. Uh, Another friend and and member of Rob's Garage. He he may make an appearance at at some point here on the show, but um, Carmine was, or how do we describe the big ragu? Um, He was a very astute. Uh, teenager, very smart, very, you know, Absolutely. always at the head of his class. He was a um, well-respected peer member within, within the school community, uh, in every club, um, on a roll, played soccer, 
very mindful you know, just of where a, he what he would use to get somewhere. Very, very mindful. Like just a very respectable kid. Still that, got down with all us though. Well, but but here's here's yeah. here's the dark side of the big ragu. You know, he slipped into the garage from from <laughs> eight a.m. till two thirty during school hours. He was you know the poster boy of what it is to be a uh, a scholar. But when he would go home, and he would enter his house. That all changed oh, yeah. because the way he would talk to his mother, <laughs> dropping f f bombs and just degrading. I, I like it to think about it when he uh, explained to me after a uh, breakup, I guess with a with a girlfriend who couldn't quite understand him. He's like, well, she grew up in a household where everything was calm and quiet, and I grew up with the Costanzas, and it, <laughs> yeah. it was perfect. Just thinking about them yelling at each other, Carolyn. I always told this story, like, uh, so Carmine was, like, really good at soccer, and I grew up playing soccer, and my brother was on his soccer team, and Carmine was, like, running around, you know, maybe he was, like, 13, 14 or something, and uh, one, everyone knew him. He was one of the best players in the town, and uh, his mom was, like, you know, the ball happened, whatever, and it's a typical thing that his mom would say. He's like, Carmine's... Great, uh, you know, thank God you wore your cup today. And he, like, stopped what he was doing. <laughs> he's like, shut up, Mom. <laughs> just embarrassed. Yeah. Just, just said it, like, just came out. Yeah. And That's, my, like, a classic. My favorite thing, too, with Jim reminded me, like, you'd call his house uh, if he couldn't get his his individual. Because he was one of the first people that had their own phone number. Remember that back in the day? Yeah. You'd get, like, another line and do your room. Like, I would call the house phone. And somebody would be like, all right, you do it. No, you do it. And roll your eyes. And Jim's like, all right, I'll do it. Just as well. Or he would say, this is all you have to do. Is like, is Carmine there? No, okay, bye. Boom, hang up real quick. <laughs> oh, sure yeah. uh, otherwise, Carmine's mom <laughs> would have you on the phone. She would pour a cup of tea and your night was over because <laughs> <laughs> she wanted to know what was happening, how your parents were, no, how's you. your brother, how's your sister, yeah. how are things at school. What college are you thinking about going to? Carmine. What are you guys up to this weekend? Because she just told Carmine she should be hanging out with us. He should be hanging out with us. <laughs> He's and then, a stupid ass, I tell him. <laughs> I don't have much. Uh, I didn't have much exposure to her, but the one memory I do have: there was some party or something in the summer. It could have been at your house, Chris, and she was there. And it was like right after I got in trouble for hitting that pig, you know, the big pig oh, statue. Yeah. 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 And like everyone seemed to know about it. And I was all bummed out. And she was like, you know what? I don't think it's that big of a deal. <laughs> she was the best. She really was. She like cool. she had, really her heart was, was, yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah, I, I would accept if you yeah. killed a pig on the boardwalk. So let's, let's explain the pig story a little oh, bit. God, no. No, well, not, not into super detail, but we're not talking about a real pot belly pig. That's no. real, you know, in chic to have as a pet right now. Mm. We're not talking about a live or with pig. Yo- yoga, <laughs> yoga, <laughs> pig. Yeah, pig, yoga. Yeah. baby goat. Um, so we, we had a night at the uh, Seaside Boardwalk. And as you know, this was pre-Jersey Shore the world phenomenon. Uh, however, but this, you know, the behavior and the, the people that would attend or go to the boardwalk were very much that stereotype, except, you know, locals. And, mm. and so we would do our general bar hopping. And we were, this was after college, right around that time frame yeah, of the, the early 20s. Early 20s. It was a mid-20s. I think we were living in the Wellington piece at that Maybe point. So we, we were. Mid- we were. Yeah. So, yeah, so guys, that is early twenties. Damn, that's a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. And um, so we were just doing our our requisite boardwalk bar hop. Yeah. 
and there was a new place that opened up. What was it called? Pinkies or Stinkies? No, or it was, it had uh, <laughs> been there. Uh, spices, 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 right? Yeah. And it was neon pink, awful, awful boardwalk lights awful. inside the bar. But for whatever reason, you know, I guess because of the, the name Stinky, they had this six foot, seven foot <laughs> ceramic pig just greeting you into the entrance, yeah. right? And more so, like paper machine. Yeah, it was like paper fiberglass machine. or some <laughs> yeah. shit. Yeah. So as we were exiting, we were quite <laughs> disappointed with the the general fanfare of what Stinkies was. Spicies, spicies. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm like, what? Stinkies doesn't ring a bell at all. <laughs> yeah, I didn't but, know I did that too. Spicies. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Two pigs. Uh, um, and and literally just as a joke, like Sean, just like. Went up to the pig and was like, break out. And he pushed it, not thinking that it was just paperweight, you know, just See, like. you remember break out because yeah. Yeah. the reason I said break out because I was watching a whole bunch of Three Stooges like <laughs> that. <laughs> and fucking. That's why you said yeah, that. and fucking Mo like got pissed and they're about to fight, you know, and he says, break out to the one guy. So I said, break. <laughs> I never said break out ever again in my whole life. Break. <laughs> The thing, it was funny because the pig hit the ground and bounced on its snout like 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 ten feet out into the boardwalk where there's traffic, like people going walking back and forth and And you know the owners of that bar that just moved down from Bayonne and their big vision of having a place called Spices <laughs> and the and the pig. We're gonna get the pig at the in the front and had the and best then, pork <laughs> on the boardwalk. Yeah. And Sean shattered their dreams. Yeah. <laughs> and Someone it, broke and the then pig, I gave him money, whatever how much it was, two hundred dollars for the broken pig. Pig. And then years later, there was the same fucking pig yeah, all bandaged up. <laughs> they didn't fix the pig. <laughs> I didn't oh, know you man. gave him money for that piece. They're full of shit. Yeah, That's, I did. You know, I. I mean, I was yeah. all remorseful later. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, yeah. What? I was. Well, that, I called him high stinky. He's like, no spicy. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee that that fucking place has seen far worse yeah, sense, like a, with the clowns that go around there that was that was tame but the thing that tamers. made me feel bad well a lot of like the dude i remember the dude put me on the poured walk bill and other people rushed over pushed him off of me and then i found out later that a bunch of cops on bicycles came by yeah, and yeah. got off their bike and someone stole one of the cops oh bikes. really i didn't know that yeah because remember that other that weekend remember that other weekend with shriv and we put the boat in the water yeah and the yeah. and blue was wearing the cowboy hat yeah. and, the ca- and the cop was he saw me he goes yeah you pissed a lot of people off that night uh, <laughs> he remembered uh, you he a bicycle got stolen at the uh, stinky spicy thing well that's <laughs> their problem man because that was somebody else's crew who took that it wasn't us there was some because right. it was um, just it was it's summertime in Seaside Heights it was it, if you're not there with your family you're up to drinking and sometimes no good, no good. Yeah, yeah it was just yeah. debaucherous it was well. You know, listen. Bacchanalian. (laughs) We've all done things under the influence. And, uh, you know, this is actually. Who said I was under the influence? Well, you know. (laughs) He was just watching Three Stooges. Anyone quoting the Three Stooges (laughs) knocking over ceramic pigs. He hated that pig. I'm just trying to give you a defense here. (laughs) Um, But actually, this this could actually uh, be a good transition in that um, we wanted to dedicate this particular episode to the one and only Knife, as, as you've heard on this show before. And so Knife, uh, for new listeners, uh, happened to be my, my younger brother just by, a, you know, a, a year and a half. But uh, he was beloved and he, he lived 
life fast and, and furious and real fast. His, his life ended uh, way too short, but he had provided us uh, a lifetime full of memories. <laughs> and this week happened to be his, his birthday. And so um, not only are we maybe just going to dedicate this show to him, but I think it, it kind of led to another opportunity or angle for us to talk about each and every one of us. So our listeners can kind of understand and give us, give each other a profile of all, how we all came together as, as Rob's garage and uh, as as our eight episodes or seven episodes have has shared all the the silliness and the stories, but we thought, given the time of the year, it's um, time to set the table. It is it is March fifteenth. Uh, yeah. Knife's birthday was was March eleventh. Mm. Um, Knife had passed away about two years ago, and and so, uh, like I said, his memories uh, uh, will 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 live forever. And um, so we thought that this would be a, a fun and, and good opportunity to, to pay homage and um, in memory uh, kind of talk about all of the hijinks that Knife was involved with. Because Knife, despite, you know, maybe some of the silly things that we've done, whether, you know, laughing at Rob's grandmother's accent or Sean, you know, knocking over a, a ceramic pig, Knife did some next level things. <laughs> and so looking at the table here, we have a nice bottle of Jack Daniels. So that was his preferred drink. And so, in, in honor, we're, we're, we'll do a shot. Not not twisting your arms, of course guys. It wouldn't be no, I, I, I couldn't I, be anything else than so, Jack Daniels. So the, why couldn't it be something like uh, yeah, Daddy's of course, Irish whiskey? Because <laughs> that shit that shit has an edge, and he had an edge. Well, well that's time, it. So. It, I, I just, sorry, Rob, I, I no, just wanted to no. quickly go into where the nickname, so but obviously... This is a prelude. This is We're going to have a real dedication episode, but this is a prelude episode because there's some other stuff, I, you know. I wrote a poem. I, I, oh. I, when he died, right. I wrote a poem, you yeah. know, and, uh, f- you know, f- felt kind of like an imposter, but I taught, you know, I teach poetry all these years, but so that was the only time I really said, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to write a poem about somebody. Wow. And, and cool. are you going to bring it out of your back pocket and kind of read not it? Tonight, not I was, tonight. I was hoping to keep this light, but I mean, if you want to bring the room down. No, no, no. Not, it's <laughs> not kidding. It's, no, kidding. it's not tonight, but some other time. All but, right. Well, we'll, we'll do that. But it's more positive, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so, uh, clearly my mom didn't decide to name his her second child or third child <laughs> Knife. Um, so his name was <laughs> he Nick. He looks like a knife. <laughs> he does. It was, it was perfect. So... Um, so after, spe- you know, we, we've told a couple of stories on the show about him, but I don't think we ever explained where the origin of, of his name came from and, and why the Jack Daniels is such a significant beverage. I got, I was confused as to where the knife thing came from. I thought it was, but yeah, I was just know, he, I just know that he said that somebody he worked with called him cause there's a famous old jazz song called Mac the Knife. And the guy right. called him Nick the Knife. All right, I thought Bill. Yeah, I thought you said something about. Is one of the. I don't know. It was Sean. I, I thought. I always thought it was Sean, but then Rob, something you, you have the best memory. I, I, I no, I just assumed that it was because it made it made sense. Like he was always around. I think it was when Bill's first child was born. He wasn't around all that much because you know for obvious reasons, and. Nick was there, and it just I don't know. I feel like I feel like maybe I could have said, "Oh, call him this." Which was something to do with Nick the knife, yeah. and then Bill was like, "Just call him knife." Uh, that's okay. Like, that's I think the it could have worked yeah, that yeah. way. And it just, well, you know. So either way, now it that came we've from learned, a guy who it was like based on the jazz song, and then it just got abbreviated. I, you know what? I, I think this could be a three part thing where whether a guy at his his work, but it's just the magic of language that it gets you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean? passed down. But yeah. as we've known, 
over the last few episodes that Dollar Bill has made an appearance, I mean, he's the best one-liner kind of tag-along yeah, comic. So if I made a you, joke, he would make it better. Exactly. So. All right, he's like 3M. Yeah, but Sean yeah. has a way of making nicknames stick. Right. By so, sheer beating, <laughs> sheer beating a dead horse, <laughs> which is funny in itself. But there's a lot of ways that you either you way to make, it's like a group effort. Yeah, it, it is. He it, is the knife. It, it is. He is the he knife. Is the knife. And so part of the, the 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 legend of knife really started with him coming out with us. Now, knife was a man's man from a early early childhood right and so he was born with a wrench basically and anything that he did in his free time involved fixing breaking killing destroying <laughs> like just living bam bam to the next level but he was, exactly he was exactly. like like but, hard it was tough as shit but yeah he, he was he was but it was kind of cool because he i mean Face it, I'm not like that. No, no, <laughs> and I mean, he, he I don't think either. anyone at this table is. <laughs> of like course, that. Yeah. and so, but he kind of gravitated towards us. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, underneath all that like hardness, I also think we were consistent too, like to be around. Yeah. That I think it was and and accepting and enjoying, yeah. even though sometimes he felt he didn't belong. I know he did that a lot, but I, well, I think I, I think like, part of it to Chris's point is. Um, Outside of his vices and, and some of the anguish that he had internally, deep down, he was the biggest sweetheart we really could ever, True. ever, ever True. meet. Because he, he's, he was the type of kid that, you know, if you needed something, he would mm-hmm. work, 50, you know. And now, he was in the union since he was 18 years old. Yeah. Ba- so basically, <laughs> by the way, he graduated high school by fixing the principal's car. That's the only reason he graduated. Like, he was Fonzarelli. Like, his first car was a Harley. <laughs> no, j- no joke. So he was working. Yeah, who at- rose up to high school <laughs> in a Harley? Yeah, he did. 16 years old with a permit. Like, knowing him that he, he was probably driving it a full year ahead of time just because he fixed it, and he's like, fuck it, he I'm not waiting. Like, of, of all of us who were, we were I, I think we appreciate literature and the arts mm-hmm. and music and things like that. He was like the most practical of all of us. He was also the best with money at a young age. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah, like, we, yeah. He always had money and we were older and... Never had money. I never right. was right. Like, well, because we went to college, right? And so like you're just broke and like all the money went into... He like, went stealing. in and hustling. He went in... Yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, so that was kind of the acceptance where... You know, Nick was listening to some really dark heavy metal kind of music or oddly, like there was a point in high school, like when he got one of his two girlfriends at the same time was listening to like Depeche Mode. (laughs) He was like the first player I've ever met, you you know, like he had who has two girlfriends as a sophomore and then like he managed like real relationships and and they both lasted like over a year that was a surprising part <laughs> he, he probably was had like calendars <laughs> and shit <laughs> no because he I, didn't, I don't think he was that calculated he was just reckless and it worked i don't know how it worked i, I don't uh, remember him being that calculated yeah. as to keep them i mean one of them was in pine lake the other one was in in whiting so yeah distance wise and the fact they can't get around at that age but there was I a while when at wellington piece when everyone would party and stuff and he and I always woke up around the same time, like way earlier than everybody else. <laughs> Every time. And we would like go out and get bagels and shit and, <laughs> and smoke cigarettes and, and come back, back and everyone's still asleep when I start fucking with everybody, you know? Yeah, like, you, what the fuck's wrong with you? I remember that most of the time waking up and you and Knife sitting there and Easy Pickup is on. <laughs> <laughs> Watch well, now, porn, easy easy Pickup was a porno. Porno. Watching pornos in the morning. 
Sunday in the morning. morning. In the morning. <laughs> the first thing in the morning, you wake up and they're like this. Sean's like this. So I'm walking down the hall. And, and we're watching the Easy Pick. He's like, oh, Easy Pickup got on DVD. And they're, we're, oh, it's I just, por- it was just porn for like, can I get. <laughs> Look at that cock. And it, it wasn't like this bleeding. I wonder why, like two, like a bunch of guys are watching porn, and it's like seventies porn. So it's just comedy. It's just the fact that you're watching it and laughing at each other while you're watching. You, it. My wife. Um, so my wife reminded me recently, and just to get off this for one second. Oh, wait, we're doing no, a, no, no. Pass this oh, down. Okay. Uh, we uh. we actually sorry, Chris. We we just poured shots of uh, knife's favorite drink, which we'll get to why. Uh, after this. I don't mean to. Why jump is off chocolate milk like this? Yeah, you know, but do you remember um, we were at uh, Bill's sister's house and um, we were all at a party or something. We were drinking and her house sits like right on a road with a big picture window. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, we were leaving and I think you and one of our other friends crashed on the couch and we went through the channels and we found like porn. On the channels, no. They had a big TV that, like, when you look from the road, oh, which is a main road, you could see yeah, it. It's a, it's so a, we put on, we put on gay porn. No, <laughs> we I put on gay porn. You go watch it from the road, <laughs> and you guys were sleeping together on the couch. So I was wondering how you guys woke up in the morning. No, with I don't remember porn. that at all. Holy uh, shit. It probably ended. That and my funny. wife reminded me of, of that recently. Like, and I was like, I, I don't know. know. I never <laughs> asked him. <laughs> next... No, I don't remember I don't that I wake up and you're oh. like, did I put that on? <laughs> Rob's like, why is my underwear all wet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who was sleeping next to me, Knife? It was, uh, it was Brian. It was uh, Bill's cousin. Oh, uh, no. no hey, you guys BC cry. Free. Yo, shout out to BC Free. Yeah. BC Free. All right, good. I'm sorry. That's I just okay. Thought of it. Uh, that, that's a good one. I mean, uh, Chris was always the kind of obnoxious prankster within the group. So, I mean, that's. Yeah. That was a good one. I mean, that was a solid, <laughs> solid prank. Yeah, t- if it was before the videos, you could just take a video of us sleeping next to each other with gay porn. <laughs> that would have been funny. Dude, you could see it like so clear from the road, I couldn't. Obviously, we were really drunk, so we were standing <laughs> in the road just laughing and laughing and looking That's at that. Oh, my God. I would have, oh, yeah, I definitely don't remember that yeah. to the degree. So, <laughs> something about sleeping next to Brian, though. I think that's happened a couple times I don't yeah. <laughs> over the years. Oh, man. So, anyway, we, we actually just poured a round of uh, shots of Jack Daniels. Um, so, do you want to just... We'll do a quick little sip. I mean, we don't have to... Do, I know you guys are driving, so I don't want to... Uh, Dis- disrupt that. So, right. so before we go into this, all right, we're gonna cheers knife. I don't know if right we can here. remember. We go right. cheers uh, to the knife. Knife. Serious soldier. <sighs> See, now I'm a, I'm more of a Woodford guy, so Jack Daniels is uh, it, tough to take down. It, but right, it's, it's got, not as bad as. Yeah. But Speaking of that place behind the Trocadero, this is what we used to get. I remember you guys yeah. were talking about it. Yeah, I'm still yeah. like, Jim Bean. I thought it was Bean. I think it was Jim Bean. No, I'm like I'm a. Thousand percent sure. It was Jack. It was Pete. Yeah, no. it was it was Paps. It was, it was like real Paps, cheap. But it, it was, was Paps Bean. and Jack. No, Paps and Jack. Paps and Jack. I, I know it was, it was because Bean. when I was a, I, was, yeah, I, I was, like bourbon. That's what that's what Bean is. But I remember getting that, that as a kid and being is. and wanting to fucking throw up. I thought yeah. you liked uh, Maker's Mark. I kind of I kind of transitioned out of that. It got a little too sweet for me. So now I'm. What do you rest? You guys drink hard liquor. I love bourbon. I, I, like, I love uh, bourbon too, and I I, I, I drink Irish all, whiskey. I, yeah, that's I'm, good too. Irish whiskey is a, a, a much easier nice. shot. Like I feel like like a nice bourbon sipping like, it is yeah. nice. Like this shit is just fuck. But the, 
The oh, uh, some people love it. Yeah, I can't, can't get off the makers though. Yeah. I don't care if it's sweet. I don't know why. It's okay. Just, I don't no, want. I mean, I, I drank that. I kind of learned bourbon. bourbon. You always yep. have that one. You, you ever fuck with drink? Irish whiskey? Nah. Yeah, Irish whiskey yeah, it's good. at the bar. It's Irish. Irish whiskey. I'm no, they make I'm some kidding. really good ones. I used to be Irish. You know, they sell that outsells <laughs> then bourbon. You got smoked in the, probably in this country, like I, at least in the Northeast, like ten to one. Everybody shoots Jameson or yeah. Tell, I don't even know, like Jameson. Jamo, like bro. Other brands. Uh, the one yeah, my there's, place there's, I work at, Tullamore Dew. They had to sell more Tullamore uh, Dew than anybody else in the entire. I don't know if you do. You know, stuff, there's yeah. like Red Breast. You ever yeah, had that? Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yellow yeah. Spot and Green I like Spot. Green Spot a lot. Yeah. yeah. Green. Yeah. I haven't had that yet. Yeah, I they're all that stuff. like they get incredible. For cheap brand, cheap brands though. I like Patties. It's pretty good. Patties, yeah. Better than Jameson, yeah. I just picked up a. I got a bottle of. Tullamore Dew that was on sale on the way out here, a little impulse buy because it was on the counter. Well, that's a big Philly. That's the big Tully. Philly. Yeah. It's big yeah. where I work, man. These guys have tattoos of it. It's not bad. It. It's okay. Fuck, I one, think it's okay. I don't... One dude that comes in is a, a fighter. Like, a, you know, he. Yep. that's what he does. And he's got it tattooed on his leg, man. He, never fought, me, he never fought me, dude. <laughs> he's, he's a funny dude, too. He's a freaking maniac. But. That's funny. Well, speaking of maniacs and bourbon, uh, so I, th- I, I think the origin of, so whether it was this sort of multi-pooled uh, naming uh, scenario here for Knife, but <laughs> him being the, the sweetest sober oh, human God, ever, man. he would... You know, we've all seen the Incredible Hulk, and mm-hmm. we all know about the Hulk. Whatever was in that bottle of Jack Daniels and whatever chemicals within his body, there was just this reaction that, that just forces come together, and then he would completely transform into... Ultimate Warrior. Knife. Heaven. <laughs> knife, which we talked about in episode six, where he left Sean and I stranded... Because of his, uh, you know, he didn't want to be at this party anymore, so he left us stranded, drove home drunk with his his Jetta. But I would have to say, you know, maybe we can kind of expand on that story because this is one of the more ultimate knife stories that happened at the Wellington piece that involved, you know, that very Jetta. And (laughs) Rob witnessed it. I think you guys... I heard about it. You've heard it. So, as we know, I, I think... You know, we, we talked about this that, you know, Nick always worked early on. So he always had money. He was in the union. He had he was like 35 at 19. And so he was the first person to get this beautiful brand new car, uh, a Volkswagen Jetta. And he didn't have it more than two months before he got his first DUI. And and so, um, you know, as being an older brother, I thought I would do him a justice and, and take over the lease until... You know, I think at that, because it was his first, you lose your license for, what, six months or so? Like, yes, you do. I can, I, uh, that. can I interject for a second here? <laughs> yeah, what, yeah. Wasn't his first Dewey not in the Jetta, though? On the motorcycle, didn't he? I think that was after. That was after. Yeah, he was He was still young. Yeah. Right? I, I yeah, I think know. the loss of the license came after the mo- motorcycle. Because the motorcycle, when we were at a party at my then girlfriend's house with a ton of people in the backyard, and we got word that he crashed the motorcycle and actually got medevaced. Right. Was it not? Like, right. I, I thought that So that was must the, have been the, f- one that, of the... That was the first, right? I well, remember, whatever the case. It was more than he should have had. It's crazy. Like, <laughs> like, this is... I think this would be... Like, this so kind the of time with the Jetta, he could have lost his license for a year at that at the second one. Right. Right. And so we were all living at the Wellington piece, and it was another knife episode where, you know, we were hanging out, just having a good time. I, at, the, at the time, I, I was just out of school, so I was working 
as a, a substitute teacher, I was coaching baseball and, you know, I had to go to sleep early and I went to bed like I, you know, normally. And then it was a Friday night and then I hear somebody in my room tiptoeing around and I'm like, what is that? And it's like, I just hear somebody rummaging and then like, I'm not threatened that like someone's robbing the house because we were all hanging yeah, out. Yeah, You could hear the rest of us and, up in the living room. And probably. I kind of kept one eye open and noticed, I was like, all right, that, that's, that's Nick, that's knife. And so he left and so I closed the door and then I realized because of the Sean incident, like I know what he was looking for. He was looking for the key to the car. And so I took the key and put it under my pillow because I had it in my nightstand. And so idiot me, I don't know why I just didn't lock the door. Maybe because I, I feared that he would just kick it down because <laughs> that's something that he would certainly do. Um, so I kind of hid it under my uh, pillow. And so he comes back in. And now he's just getting frustrated because it's late and he wants to go and he's not being quiet anymore. He just throws the light up and he's like, where's the fucking key? (laughs) It's like three in the morning. I've got to be at school at like seven or whatever. And I'm like, I I don't know. I played dumb. And so he's like, I know you got it. Give me the key. It's my fucking car. I know you have it. I'm like, Nick. You don't have a license. I can't give you the car. Where do you want to go? He's like, don't worry about it. It's my car. I do what I want. And I'm like, oh, he's like full. Yeah, my dad. <laughs> he's in full knife mode. So abbreviate that exchange. Um, he realized it. like, I kind of, like, put my hand under the pillow to grab the key just to secure. And he must have seen that I went under. <laughs> and, like, he knew. He's like, I knew you have it. I knew you had it. Like, give me the fucking key. I'm like, No. And he's like, I'm taking the fucking key. And he jumps on the bed and, and like starts wrestling me, right? And I have the key, like it clenched in my fist. And I'm like, <laughs> out of a full slumber, just like, what's going on? My brother is attacking me, right? And he's like, give me the fucking key. And so like the lights are now on and I'm like, Nick, knock it off. I'm not giving you the key. And then he just kind of like, Puts me in a in a chokehold, yeah, right. like a chokehold where it, it got to the point where I'm starting like tunnel vision. I'm seeing stars like my tunnel, and I'm like I'm going out. Like if I were a UFC guy, I'd be tapping out. I'd be like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh. so instinctually, like I get into like this whole like I realize if I roll off the bed, I'm just gonna like fall, but it hopefully it'll break our fall. So I just try to do this alligator roll, and we fall to the ground and it does break the, the hole, the, the hold. And I'm like, <gasps> like I was drowning. I just come up for air. I drop the key. And so we're both now standing and he's like, <laughs> and so he had this growl and whenever he kind of trans, you know, transition transitioned into knife he would just go eh. so we're, we're standing like you're we're, in my domain yeah now, motherfucker we're, <laughs> we're standing eye to eye and he goes hit me hit me <laughs> and i'm like fuck i remember this from childhood because he wouldn't quit like he wouldn't quit like as kids like being 12 like losing again like on nintendo like we would nearly kill each other over like rbi baseball for no reason right and so he's just like hit me and i'm and and I know if I don't hit him, like I'm dead, like I'm dead. So, so, and I'm just like the key on the ground is like the gun in the movie yeah. where it's like, you're, it's just, just out of reach. So I'm like, fuck it. And this is my brother. Like, think about like, who's in front of you. Like yeah. 
even though physically, emotionally, it's your brother, like who that person was, it was Satan. I remember exactly how he was dressed too with that leather piece on. He's in the fucking room. So, So mind you, now the whole house is awake. Rob was living with a girlfriend at the time. Intern Dan had the room next next to mine and all the lights are on and it was like oh my god what's going on like your your ex was like oh, screaming there was t- oh, and wow. so anyway we're in this stare down and i'm like all right here it goes and i just fucking hit him i just punch him square in the eye just boom and he kind of like takes a step back and he goes yeah yeah and he's like you're the only one that can make me see the stars oh my god (laughs) and i'm like what are you gonna do like nick like knock it off and then he just bull rushes like and he like does like a double like two leg takedown and we're just like going at like and i'm just like wailing him and meanwhile and i'm at this point like this isn't going to stop it's like i'm dead or he's dead and so I'm like, call the cops, call the cops. And, I, and, and so oh Rob's, Rob's chick at the time calls the cops, right? What was Rob doing, penis pants? <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing, just going, yeah, this is great. No, I don't, I, it was a blur, man. Because it was scared. Yeah. Yeah. It was fucking like, all right, you also know, this is his brother. You know, we could pull him off and uh, you know how he was. He was fucking like, just like an eel or a snake that's just all muscle, like trying to pull his ass off. I think we might have grabbed on, but he kind of just looked at Jim to handle it for when it gets that serious. You're yeah. like, dude, he knew, this is his yeah. brother. They've been through this. It like, was like you, two pitfalls. Pitfalls. I'm sure we grabbed because Dan, Dan would get up and he, I rightfully so, had no tolerance for that shit after a while. Like, Nick was, the, you were pissed. the only one that Nick like was slightly respected or intimidated from. Yeah, for, it, and it was some, just the psychology of brother. Yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 exactly. And so, so this was just the beginning of like this episode. Right, so we get to the point finally where, like, someone both pulled our tails, like in a dog fight. Like, we just separate, and we're all just like, <gasps> "I'm like, what the fuck, Nick? Like, yeah. my shirt's ripped, and and he's just like, eh, eh. and like, I think I gave the keys to Dan or something, or, or oh, you did, I think it, you did. It, like, I, I gave I them to someone else, and so now, now they were hidden. So, like, for sure, you know, like the the car was safe, he was safe, but the cops are in transit. Right? I also also believe that. You were the only one that he would do that to. <laughs> right. Like, like Dan hid the keys and he might have been pissed and he's like, fuck, I'm not going to give it yeah. up. But I don't think Nick yeah. would have grabbed onto Dan's neck, like, no. out of respect. But, like, all right, motherfucker, for years, you and I yeah. have been like, yeah. we're gonna, not at odds, like, you hated each other, but there's that old rivalry that might have, you know, yeah. Yeah. let it come up. Like, I can do this to my brother and he's going to love me the next day, regardless, yeah, which was the case. Like, this is just, it's just a little bit more intense than sometimes brothers <laughs> at <laughs> yeah. least that i remember like it might it wasn't the same at all with my brother it would be the same yeah. shit nintendo yeah. baseball screaming like he'd just go <laughs> run down the hall and lock himself in the closet and yell fucking obscenities or something like that <laughs> <laughs> it was funny so i mean you had an aggressive brother right that oh, would shit, probably, yeah. right but yeah, like well, we did the same exact thing well, i just I, which brother was aggressive brandon yeah. yeah oh shit yeah man we used to do this kind of thing you know i mean i'm not I, he's not like that now. I, I don't understand. I guess he was just had a temper and, you know, back in the day. Mm. But we would do those kind of like, um, you know, my parents aren't home. The house is just being broken apart. Chairs hit on each other's heads and emergency rooms eventually and shit. No it shit, was fucking yeah. vicious. Yeah, he did. I vicious. Didn't know, I didn't know you fought like that. It was like, oh, a, God, I man. Too, like that, the, he was, yeah. Rob was around for a lot of like them. When you were eighth grade, he must have been in sixth grade. You were at St. Joe's. St. Joe's used to get dropped off just like, 
20 minutes before Manchester did. And we were walking by going, this is when I first moved down the, to the other where Rob's garage happened. I used to live up the street right next door to Chris, but we moved one block south or whatever direction it was. And I had to walk past the house and mm-hmm. your brother was laying in the woods on the lot next to it with his <laughs> St. Joe's uniform on. And he was, he was just like, like giving up, but giving up at the moment. Though not like for the rest of the time, he's just yeah. like as soon as that motherfucker opens the door. Fucking <laughs> well, he had a, he, he he was had, out. You locked him out of the house. Like, he, did, he wasn't like Nick, but no. you know it was like a, we he were close more, in age. When you have two brothers, it, when you're close in yeah. age with two brothers, I mean, I when, would I think it's weird when you have two brothers that are close and there's like zero fighting, which I've heard about, and I'm like, doesn't <laughs> make any sense. I've heard about. No, that's I mean, not I, natural. Because I always fought you know, with him. So when yeah. I talk to people I know, you know, and they mention, oh, you know, I have my brothers. I'm like, oh, did you guys fight? No, never. I'm like, how? <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think with Brendan too, there were, uh, when did I've seen like Brendan, Brendan could elevate to like High where school, it goes maybe. above a ceiling and then it somehow reaches a point of reason. Where it's just like, uh, yeah. all right, the, uh, yeah. well, another and, time, and another that, place, and that like, was not the like thing. you wanted to. Like, and that Nick, was the difference. Nick would yeah. never get there. Exactly. Never right. get there. Nick just went red. You yeah. know, and there was no like, okay, mis- you know, like, fine, till yeah. next time, ha 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 ha. It was like, no, we're someone's dying, yeah. someone's dying. We're doing this tonight. <laughs> right. So once we were separated, we're now. I go into the living room. The whole house is up, and it, even though it was like a Friday or Saturday night, it was now well into the morning, like two, three in the morning. Yeah. And so everyone is just mortified because we literally don't know what's going to happen next because Knife is at the other end of the house, like pacing, like, give me the key, give me the key. And then Manchester police, the cops roll up. Which are always reasonable, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So we had the, um, the screen door in the front. So we open up the front door and now it's like that aluminum shitty screen door. There was a call and I'm like, listen, now I go, and this is this is like the weird psychology of the older brother, because now I go into protect mode. Mm-hmm. And I go, things are fine now. They're like, sir, we can't accept that. We need to come into the house. I'm like, no, we, we've resolved it. Things are okay. Because I know as soon as, the, <laughs> like, Nick sees a cop, that's a new challenge, right? Mm-hmm. A, a, a new pit bull. And so the like, cops, yeah. the cops come into the house. And so... This was a ranch style house. And so, as you know, with, with ranches, most of the bedrooms are down a long hallway. And so there were three police officers. And so they come into the living room. Knife is still in my bedroom, which happens to be at the other end of that long uh, hallway. And so the cops essentially create a wall towards the other end of the hallway that blo- is blocking off the living room. And so they're kind of in like trained military stance. Yeah, which like, is completely necessary. When you're going, which, like, which was stupid because stupid. Nick starts popping off and he's like, fuck the pigs, fuck the police, fuck the pigs. And they're like, we're going to need to talk to you. Can you come forward? Can you come forward and come talk to us? He's like, fuck you. Like a bull, he decides to charge after them you know, full 30 foot runway, like a bowling ball down. And it was like an explosion of knife and three cops like bowling pins. <laughs> now everyone's in the living room and I'm like, oh, and, and it's like, I can't do anything. It's like you see your little brother just getting Rodney King by, by the cops and like 
boots on his face, like pepper spray out. One cop had a gun. I'm like, stop. It's cool. It's fine. I'm like, knock it off. You should have just there. gave him the keys. <laughs> at that point, right, it would have been easier. But the thing was with him, too, when, like you've seen many times on cops or other he would not, he wouldn't go limp. He would never go limp just to, no, to put the cuffs no. on. Like, okay, like it was constant and he was strong as shit and it would be like they're trying to push this behind him. And yep. at the time, I'm like, I was hoping that they would reason with him, which was fucking stupid on my right. part. But like, like coming in, like, okay, now you see the seriousness. We're here. You can't drive. That didn't fucking happen. <laughs> right, and that's that's the side that yeah. we know. Like, we love him. Yeah. He's a brother. He's a friend. Yes. Like, he's really a nice guy. Like, yeah. this is just like an anomaly because of Jack Daniels. Yeah, right? exactly. Well, yeah, fuck yeah, man. The demon seed when that <laughs> exactly. certain people. It was, and I thought watching it was like just reason with the dude first. Which was yeah I impossible. Mean, it, I mean, yeah. they, they come in like dicks anyway, but they they uh, you, you couldn't you couldn't speak to him. I know yeah. that now after like, like you couldn't speak to him at that point. Tomorrow, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe well, a to that to that very point, so they they take him away, they throw him in jail. Next morning, my mom calls, just like the <laughs> just like the time that you know uh, we got stranded by by knife. My mom calls the house and she says, "Can uh, she goes? What happened last night? I got a call from the Ocean County um, Jail, um, and I said, well, come pick me up. I'll go to the court with or the jail with you, and uh, I'll explain.' So I explained the story. Nick, Nick was on bail, whatever it was. It was like you know you had to pay a hundred dollars. It wasn't major. So he gets in the car. He goes, "Why do I have a black guy?" I'm like, "You don't remember anything." He's like, "I don't know why I'm here." I don't know how I'm here. Completely oblivious. <laughs> Doesn't remember a thing. And I'm like, even though the, you fought cops, I was the one that gave you a black eye, motherfucker. <laughs> no. He came, I remember because he came, I was working bartending at Nick's Jersey pub at the time. And he came in, he came in that night and he was like, yo man, I, ju- I just got to apologize. I'm like, like you, Nick, you don't have to apologize to me. I wish it didn't go down like that. And you need to talk, apologize to your brother. And he's like, I already did. He was like, <laughs> he was like, I just no, I just feel bad. I just, I, I, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened, but I'm sorry. I'm like, because yeah. that's the way Nick, he really. Silly. I mean, yeah. that's the way he really is. Sure, that's at his heart. Yeah. I mean, we would, you guys. I mean, back in the day, we, we, everybody would be like caravanning out to seaside, and sometimes he was just like emotional, and he just didn't want to hang or yeah. go out there, and yeah. then me and like one or two other people would stick behind with him and he would just be like emotional and just kind of just want to sit and talk and kind of be sensitive. He would do that with you and Tim a lot. Yeah. yeah like, cause Tim. he knew that we were more like yeah, in that we, we would listen to the, I think, I think everybody that. else from his point of view, everybody this is my perception. Everybody could be sensitive with Tim. It, yeah. It, it, was, yeah. Like a safe, it was easy. He would yeah. be right there. He, he was there for me a lot safe of times with stuff like that. Yeah. And he, but I think knife had a uh, perception. I think we all played a different, part in oh, life yeah. like so yeah, i felt yeah. like that like yeah rob okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, not yeah, like yeah. i would join him in like i'm not gonna fight somebody or anything like that but he's like yeah rob always, like, he's and i remember his uh his uh wife telling me like she came up to me after he passed and said he was like yeah nick always said rob's a good soldier rob's a good soldier <laughs> well i always like, felt like between you and sean he had like this weird side relationship yeah. like that you guys yeah. that i knew nothing about she, you know, I can, like, mm-hmm. I, I can, didn't know what you guys that were. I'll go see car races with him and shit, you know? <laughs> like, my, col- my college shirt and sweater over it. And, like, and then I'm like, why Why are all the guys, like, like, like 
steering hard left and right when they come out. He's like, that's to get the, uh, the debris off their tires so they can run faster. And then the next time I was driving somewhere and he was following behind me, <laughs> I did that. I was like, oh, going back. Like, okay. Exaggerated left and right. He's like, I knew you were going to fucking do that next time. I fucking, when I told you that shit. I was like, yeah, yeah, you guys had a funny relationship. I remember the thing with me and Nick, I remember it goes back to what I really stands out to is high school, freshman year. His freshman year, I didn't know him. I, we had just like kind of met each other and we were, we were friends. Oh, that's my brother. He's rolling around with his freshman Hawks jersey on and a mohawk. Yeah. And he was uh, he was really good. He was like playing safety or something like that. But he was like the position where you could drill the fuck out of somebody. And that was yeah, like, that he, was him. He, was, he, was, uh, he played safety. And I remember after his freshman season, like he didn't make it the full. He was like the best. He had like the most interceptions. And he would just annihilate. He was the perfect sport for him. He was totally. And it was healthy. The perfect position for him too. And then he found freaking drugs and like alcohol early and so, but I remember because I, I had played baseball and so I had a bit of a reputation and, and I was a little bit older than him. So like I was, you know, there was four Giglios in the, or at the time, Giglios at, at the high school. <laughs> still a Giglio, man. Um, so anyway, there were four of us at the high school. And so I was known as the athlete, but when Nick came in and par- started playing football, he did really well. He yeah. made it halfway through the season and then he started getting into trouble. But I remember one of, uh, you remember Mr. Riley? I forget his first name, but uh, he came up to me. He's like, you know, your brother's a better athlete than you. You have to admit that. I'm like, you know, that's not what you want to hear. But I'm like, all right. He, he was. Like, it was fun watching him. He was, he was like Brian Just Dawkins. like raw athleticism. Yeah. Know. Yeah. And but he but had that, was that mentality perfect, like yeah. the Ronnie Lott. Like, I'm going to take your head off kind of <laughs> shit in freshman. Yeah. He was... But he was, and then you just see him like, you know, they have those, those Jersey days before, like you're going to play Friday night or whatever it is. So Friday afternoon, all the football players are wearing their shit and there's Nick with a freaking <laughs> mohawk rolling around, like just straight mohawk. He looked like the I killer. Know, he, man. Pr- he probably like cut the sleeves off. Yeah, like should've. it did something <laughs> stupid like that. But you, Sean, you, you had a unique relationship with him. You have to, there has to be a story that I don't know about. I mean, I don't know. He just, uh. He was a wonderful friend. He really was. I had uh, surgery. I remember I had a hernia. Fucking awful shit. Yeah. He drove me to the surgery oh, up in North Jersey. He killed, I don't know how many hours, four or five, you know, doing bullshit. Uh, so he was there when I needed a ride home. I moved. I remember moving up to Hillsboro, uh, basically when I had to live close to school. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he like he packed everything in his truck. He moved everything, and I was so like he was like in a rush. He didn't want to do it, but he did it. And he just like threw everything in the back of his truck. And the whole ride up, I kept looking in the back window, like thinking all my books were gonna like fly away. And like, <laughs> he's like, they're not gonna fucking fly away. He would get- <laughs> we stop fucking looking. <laughs> and then I I look I I because I think we were both kind of like probably obsessive compulsive people. Yeah, I kept looking. It kept pissing him off. He was like, I'm going to fucking pull over. <laughs> and I was like, try, I was trying so hard not to look back. Yeah. But he was the, he was the one who was right. Like, I yeah. never had to look Here back. stupid books. Right. No, yeah. He's like, you're not going to fucking read them again. When he, when, he held, when he held me move. I was like, oh, sometimes I do. I read books all the time over again. He's like, see, you're not going to fucking read this. So I just, you know. And then a couple of years ago, I started teaching Henry the Fourth Part One. 
by Shakespeare, and there's a character named Hotspur who's like, he's like so hot-headed, impulsive, but by the end of the play, like you love him and not like, say, Prince Hal, who's his nemesis. And I always ask the girls, like, who you, who would you go to the prom with? Hotspur or Prince Hal? And they're like, Hotspur. <laughs> you know? And so I remember thinking, like, Knife is Hotspur. Like, he's like, you know, so impulsive, so hot-headed, but he's so genuine, too. Like, even right. though he's impulsive, there's nothing disingenuous about his impulsivity. Yeah, like, I, the, I told this story, but back in, uh, wh- wh- wherever you were, back in the Barnegat house, mm-hmm. um, you guys had, like, a New Year's Eve party, and it was like, uh, you had that, like, where the TV was, it was like that step down oh, or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. The house was crowded with strangers and shit. <laughs> and uh, Nick was standing by me, and just there was like a row of dudes that none of us knew. I don't know who the yeah. fuck these people were. Yeah. I don't know how you guys just had a party <laughs> with strangers. <laughs> I suits. think that was a night where I invited friends from college. I oh, okay. invited like my. Some cousin, of them were like some friend. big dudes, and they were yeah. standing in front of me, and then like they kind of like stepped back and kind of nudged me, and Nick just like fucking shoved the dude yeah. and he was like yo take a step far front and i was like no nick it's okay and he's like he's like we're trying to watch new year's over here <laughs> <laughs> it's just how he, he was, is like he was like he was that. like super protective like yeah. he, he knew he knows i was i was just gonna be like i'll deal with it and then like but nick <laughs> yeah. is like fuck that no yeah it was it's really funny because both of those examples were like so typical to Nick where if you would question anything mechanically or his truck or position wise, like he used to, yeah, you were OCD with certain things, but like the fact that Nick loaded the truck and knew his truck, you can't question it. Like you just couldn't question it unless you were in the union or something like he just, he had no (laughs) patience for that stuff. Absolutely not. Like he would yell at me where Oh, I forgot about this story. I, I mean, I think I told the story of you know at at his service when he when he fixed my um, yeah my my, my my VW. Yeah. I, I had a beat up one, but in any event, if you if he did something mechanically and you just like, hey, I kind of heard a squeak. He's like, fuck you, it's fixed. It's there's not squeaking. He would get so angry and like you would investigate it and he's like, you're right, you're right, you did it right. I'm sorry. <laughs> he just knew his shit, but he would also. No matter where, as soon as the Jack Daniels came in, he would just find the biggest guy at the bar. <laughs> I think it, in my case, in that thing I said, I, it was more of just like, fuck, I mean, Chris isn't going to protect himself. What yeah. a fucking yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to stand a, up for this yeah. dude. I have a similar story, his protectiveness. We we were all going to visit where you and Bill had an apartment in uh, at Rowan. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, a bunch of us went to some other apartment to see what was going on. And some, like, big muscle dude, he just, just he just picked me out of the whole bunch of us and picked me up, like, lifted me way up. Didn't do anything, but just emasculated me. Just wanted him. He just wanted everyone to know that I'm a big fucking muscle guy and I can pick <laughs> this guy up. And so we left. And Nick was like, yo, he said to me, he's like, yo, fuck that dude. Let's go, <laughs> let's go fuck with that guy. So we went back. He and I went back to the apartment. We broke in. And we stole like all these CDs and stuff, and then we stole a grill because Bill didn't have a grill, and we we, we wheeled it back like this fucking Just nice this fucking nice grill. And like Bill, we got and you a grill. And he was like Peter Pan. No, and Bill was like, "Fuck you!" You like he was pissed. Like obviously you stole it from another apartment. Yeah. But we're like, "Look, it works. It's good." And we lifted yeah. it up, and there was like an old hot dog on the grill. My favorite but, part. But the- Nick was like, "Fuck that guy. We're gonna steal his grill." There and- were- 
there was a lot of points at that time. Like you, like Sean and Nick were like fucking like this. I know. And I know. And neither of them was the voice of reason. No, <laughs> no reason. And it was just laughter and shit. And of course, you know, anytime that I was around it too, I'm laughing right away. But just the mischievousness of some of that shit was classic. Like you had that Buick. Who? He had a Buick, shitty beat up Buick. And he put and the knife. He, he, he put the letters on he, the back. He, he put. He took the letters and reformed <laughs> them to a said knife. And remember, we we're outside his boss's place. He's like, we're flying. We're. I don't know why we were up there. We we're in Wall, this mansion, the shin piece. And we're sitting there waiting. And he's sitting there. He had a beeper at the time, and he kept getting beeped. And Sean was beeping him with one eight seven. He's like, what the fuck? And he kept laughing. <laughs> <he's> like, <laughs> Hey, remember, Craig? I think you were in the back seat. He egged me on and got me to go. Like we, I drove back from Seaside no, to was, PLP. Were you in the car when he did that? I think Chris was in the back and he I just would, lay down and he just, you just went horizontal and like knife. We were like, yeah, 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 yeah. No, like, I, I drove. I, was, I got up to a hundred. No, I was. We I, got from Seaside to PLP in like yeah, three minutes. I remember. If, I mean, I, if I did it, I'm, I'm not surprised. I, I laid down. I'd be I so fucking was, scared. Damn. I thought it was a four. I, I remember. I was like, sorry, and you're like, well, I figured if something was gonna happen. It was gonna happen. Definitely in the car when you did that. You had that oh, black focus, okay. yeah. And, and you, it was, and somehow, it, this happens from time to time, but rarely happens where it's like the lights are like a wave. Everything was like, perfect. Oh, everything yeah. was perfect. He went from the bridge to uh, Northampton <laughs> at a hundred miles an hour the entire fucking way. And he and, <laughs> and all the lights were in our favor. They just kept turning green and green. I can and imagine Chris like, in the back just. <laughs> I don't remember that, but I, I, it makes total like sense. I thought, if I did, I I'd be like, you, like, I really feel like Dan was there. I feel like it was the four of us. Somebody, like, somebody was, was in the back. Was like, somebody was like, fuck this. I don't want any part. I'm just going to. I was doing that too. I'm like, right. I hope, dude, I hope you don't end up in jail for this. <laughs> and it, boom, the whole way. Not Shit. one cop, and, and, not and one that, light. And that was the crazy side of it. Like, he didn't, like, at a certain point, that. He didn't care. Whatever about part any of risk. the brain that has your, your reason, the and risk lot, factor. Yeah, the risk factor. Like, completely gone because there was one of his many motorcycles that he he had sort of rehabbed and and fixed up and whatnot he bought the lowest rung harley which is like a sportster which is supposed to be like okay it's the smaller starter harley and you know top speed of 70 whatever it is but of course knife being knife he just loads up with like the biggest engine possible and he puts it he customizes this sportster and all of a sudden, he's got this hot rod, and now he's racing uh, street bikes, you know, mm -hmm. like the crotch rockets, as they yeah. say. And for whatever that summer was, he would just, like, tell every story on, like, how he just, like, blew him off the line. <laughs> That's all he cared <laughs> Yeah, about. I can see that. That's all he cared about. Yeah. Blew him off the line. Wasn't the story that with him speeding with 100 miles an hour, I thought he put a bike helmet on. <laughs> That was the, my understanding. That's why I don't think I was in the car. I just I thought know. secondhand story. You know, I yeah. I thought I heard the story that the, those dudes went used the bathroom. Yeah, they can't tell us, but um, I thought he put his bike helmet on and fucking just fucking. Booked That's it. I mean that sounds like a total knife thing. Yeah, I thought. I mean, it, like protect his head. <laughs> <laughs> that would fucking protect him. Oh no. <laughs> where where were you during like the Wellington years? Like what what was happening there? You I think that was probably when I started with, with my wife. I think yeah. it was just kind of yeah. like we did a lot of hangouts with Bill's sister, right? So we kind of got close, Spanish like, Mansion, and even 
prior because Bill was like, you know, he's starting his family back then. Yeah. He would be not really home. And I spent a lot of time with his sister and like that group of people. So yeah, I was right, around dollar, for like yeah. a lot of the, the Yeah, the hijinks. Of yeah, that. the chaos yeah. of yeah. this shit. So Dollar Bill uh was definitely the more mature member of the group and started his family early. And yeah. then you you and Bill were in the band together, right? So you had a lot of time together. Yeah, and was, so who introduced you to your wife? Like, wasn't that circle? Well, Bill's, Bill's wife, who who unfortunately passed away as well, was my wife's best friend growing up. Right. So I don't remember not knowing Bill. Um, he just grew up across the street from me. Right. Um, I known him, like, I mean, I just don't remember not knowing him. Right. He was just well, always because, in my life. Yeah, because he, he swindled you out of your, a lot yeah. of your <laughs> allowance money. But for he was older than me, so he hung out with Sean a lot. Yeah. And I also don't remember, like, I kind of meet, remember meeting Sean maybe for the first time, but um, I rem- like, I just kind of, Bill was always in my life, but I was always kind of like uh, trying to tag along kind right. of thing with those two. Yeah, yeah. But then... um. Then we got close as years went on. But anyway, right. he, I used to live with Bill back in the day, eventually when he went to college, and I just fucking freeloaded. And right. <laughs> oh, right, when you moved down to, yeah, uh, we to Rowan to, University. Yes, yeah, I oh. just was hanging. And they, That's amazing. And his wife was there. Right. Eventually, I got good friends with her, and then we she introduced me to her best friend. That same story, they don't remember not you know right. knowing each other, and they were always around each other, so... We, the four of us were really tight. Now, did, did your wife, she was, she kind of had like the knife whisperer, whisperer kind of element to him, right? Like there was always, like he was always very respectful. Oh, to, to, to my wife? To your wife. Yes. Yeah, I, I'm oh, not for saying sure. her name. Actually, he, she just found a, <laughs> like a picture. I was like, damn, that's crazy. Yeah. I forgot how far they go back. Like, yeah. Yeah, I think at, at points of the night, I think like they must have got a kick out of each other or something. Because there's a picture right. like Mary found. Right. That's my wife's name. Right. F- found a picture of them like, you know, clearly like drinking and like, you know, s- yeah, yeah. before yeah. selfies. <laughs> but a selfie-ish with like Can, a... You remember know. like the, the, the disposable Kodaks or like... Yeah. You know, the first This looks like camera. a regular real camera that they did a selfie with. Yeah. And, but, you know, yeah. it was that kind of thing. But Yeah, I, I always uh, remembered him being extremely respectful to, to your wife. Yeah. Like, I think she, it, Nick was always really cool to me. Like, he always just, like, I, I don't know. I think he sensed my, like, <laughs> non-threatening <laughs> way. <laughs> and he was, like, right. a protective, like, to yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. It's it's funny though, but uh, growing up with brothers, uh, you know, having that that younger brother yeah. sort of, I have to defeat my older brother yeah. for no reason because yeah. I'm sure there was times where you just conceded, like, all right, this enough is enough, and like, yeah, because it, it like it, that's what made sense to me when you said it felt like it would never end. He, yeah. w- my brother, would just go until it wasn't going to end. Yeah, you know, and yeah. it's not like that now. He's farthest from that. He got it out of his system, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I don't know. <clears throat> well, that's the difference. Like you know, you you grow out of that shit, yeah. <laughs> and if you don't, it, you know, I. I got a weird one that I thought about the other day when we were talking about this with the knife story. It was uh, uh, we went to a party, and this was at, at somebody else was mentioned on an uh, earlier episode. Uh, one of your youngest brother's friends, Don Juan. 
Uh-huh. We went to a party at his house. And this was shortly after you had moved to the West Coast. Who's that other guy? And we were actually driving. I think we went to this party in Knife's work truck. And this was out in Whiting, wherever it was. I worked at Budweiser at the time. And it was kind of funny because it was just, there were, this guy was younger than us. And his parents were out of town. So, like, it happened a thousand times in our life. We ended up at a house party at Whiting because the parents were gone. I worked for Budweiser. I had a lot of old, out-of-code beer in the in the garage, but we ended up bringing like two or three cases of O'Doul's and just sticking it in this dude's cooler just as a joke. I mean, by the end of the night, there was nothing left but O'Doul's in this stupid cooler. But I don't know. His sister had friends over. I don't know who they were. There were a lot of like thuggy-like type dudes. It was myself, Nick, Dan, my cousin, uh, Carla, and... On our way out the door, we were Big leaving. Big fan of the show. Thank you, Carl. Yes. We were on our way out leaving, and some thuggy kid, I don't know what it, he gropes Carla, literally gropes her on the way out of the, uh, out of the, out of the house, grabs her, like, by the crotch. And he's like being just like a total, like, yo, yo, I'm from Pottstown. So Dan and I walked up to the porch where this guy was sitting, and it was kind of like, you know, we're not like, like knife, it wasn't like what the fuck. We're like, um, we started to fuck with him, mm-hmm. like almost sarcastically, and like try to like demean the dude. It got like maybe two sentences in, and from around the corner, it was like a flash. This dude, sta- this guy's standing up now, like like ready to go. Yo, I'm from Pottstown or Pottsville, wherever the fuck this kid was from. <laughs> it was bullshit. He's just like wrapping it off. Total fucking scumbag. You could tell, you know, from from the word go, just by looking at him. So he's up there, he's flashing his arms, he's like throwing his whatever bullshit gang signs out, screaming this shit. <laughs> Knife comes from around the corner, like flash. Didn't even know he was there. Boom. Bottle to the head. Oh my God. Bang. <laughs> oh I mean, to God. the point where I saw this dude was like, his head was shaved. I swear I saw smoke, like little dust smoke come off where he hit him so hard. The dude didn't even know what hit him. He's just like, for a second, everyone was just stunned and stuck there. So knife came around my left side and went right oh in front God. of me and Dan bashed this dude because he was running so fast. Is this the first time I'm hearing no, this? No, because this was funny. Uh, no, it shouldn't be. I feel like... Because like, he hit this dude and then all of a sudden the guy stood there for a second and then the blood started rolling down and then that's when the whole blizzard... There was, like, there was like two other dudes. So it wasn't, wasn't anything that we were worried about because you know they couldn't get their hands on Nick. The guy was going after him and like, Nick would have killed him right. without it. right. And uh, I don't remember, all I remember is like, we got to go now. Like, let's right. go. Because that was like, if Manchester shows up again, this kid's bleeding and you you just basically broke a, I mean, you assaulted him with this right. thing. And this we happened get, at Wellington? No, this was at, at, at the at, party. At, at oh, right, house. right, right, right. And we jumped into his work truck and we're driving out of <laughs> Roosevelt City. Cough button, dude. And we, we called you because it was like, Maybe it was like two or three in the morning, or maybe not even. But it, on the West Coast, it was like midnight. And we called you, and we're driving out, like laughing while he were driving. Like I don't remember who he was working for at the time, but it was the pickup truck that had the uh, the two sides were toolboxes everywhere. Right, his, his service truck. Yeah, and we're flying out of Whiting, like just <laughs> go go the other way, go through Tom's River, go the back way, and get out through Berkeley or something like that. Let's not not like this this scumbag would have called the police, but. But he literally, we, I don't even know what Dan and I were, Dan and I were talking. And I, I don't know what we were going to say to this guy or dude. It was just like, yeah, what the fuck, man? And then before fuck got out of my mouth, Nick comes around and just 
fucking waffled this dude with a bottle. Oh I mean, he, he was so clean. Like, but he didn't, the dude didn't go down. Protecting like, Carla. Yeah. And he just, uh, Carla, myself, Dan, I don't know. He, I'm taking this in my hands. Fuck this guy. And he went, yeah. I mean, it, it was so clean. It was like, like a karate chop where you go through a board and it's like a clean break. Like, he, the, he must have shattered this bottle in a million pieces. Probably still buried under mulch in front of this freaking house somewhere. But the dude, it, it was literally like a puff of smoke. Like, he hit him so hard with this thing. And the dude, since I've heard, I don't, I don't know, through the grapevine, this dude hung himself or something like oh that. Oh, my he God. Was, he was a real winner. Who, from the, uh, this is some You could have some sympathy for this guy or not. <laughs> but, but just listen to me. He was just a total belligerent asshole yeah. like, who did this for no reason. And... and Life finished it. Well, finished the it. Uh, yeah, the other the other fight of the century that unfortunately impacted um, romantic Mike, as uh, my father likes to call him, <laughs> uh, at Mike's house. Mike's younger brother uh, was having a party over, you know, just like over the summer. It was in Whiting. Parents gone again. That was pa- another parents gone again, and so it was. It wasn't even Mike's party. It, it was his younger brother's party. And uh, Mike had told a few people and said, hey, don't tell anyone, but my brother's having a party and, you know, a few of us can hang out. And, you know, I was invited. I, I, maybe Dan, Rob, I don't, were you, were I'm, you invited? I'm yeah. yeah, yeah, you were yeah, there. We were all, so that was, because I was invited and that was the thing with Nick where I, I, oh, we actually have a, uh, a guest caller. This is this is Knife's <laughs> this is Knife's best bud. Hold on. Freddie. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. And who done? Figure out the uh technical yeah. side of this. Oh, uh, I don't know why uh, I thought we were connected here. Ed Lover. <laughs> Ed Lover. I think we're having uh technical difficulties here. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're at Rob's garage, but uh, we're, not, we're not piping in. Hold on. Let, let us call you back. Give us one second, okay? All right. Um, it happens. It's really bizarre. Um, so, so sorry to interrupt this story, but Freddie was Nick's childhood best friend. I think we talked about, so the, you know, the Chino story that we were talking about, the Tribe yeah. Called Quest. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex Blackwell. <laughs> These two dudes yeah. were always together. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Let's see if calling out will... Uh, Oh, there we go. Okay, here we go. Yeah. What's up? Uh, oh, tough guy. Freddie, you're on the air. So what's up? You know, I like that you stunted like you knew that we were going to call. <laughs> who, who this? What's up, Fred? What's, no, what's going on? Not much. You, you have uh, Jim, Rob, Chris, and Sean on the line right now. Give a shout out, guys. Yo, Sean Neal. What up, Fred? Happy birthday, Rob. Yo, what's up? Happy birthday, Rob. <laughs> oh, shit. I appreciate that, Fred. Thank you. <laughs> It'll live on. So, so thanks. What's going on? We, we, uh, we were actually giving a lot of background. It was a perfect time that you had called. Um, you know, we were just kind of sharing crazy knife stories. And so we were talking about, you know, you being... Uh, the Beavis of the Beavis and Butthead between <laughs> you two growing up and all and all the nonsense that you guys would do, whether it was frog. You guys invented frog baseball, by the way, which I thought <laughs> was hysterical that Beavis. No doubt. And- <laughs> 
So we all kind of shared a sto- <laughs> we all kind of shared a knife story, but you know, I remember at 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 Nick's service, you kind of got a little shy, Freddie, and and you didn't want to really you know put him on spotlight in front of the friends and family at a very emotional time. So here's your chance to redeem yourself, to kind of give the craziest knife story to the RGP. You're only, you're only speaking to millions right now. <laughs> tens of great, tens. Great, craziest life story. One of them. Just whatever. Like whatever. I mean, like how crazy you want, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's levels of crazy, bro. I'm telling you, you know what? Because we're missing a few people, and we may have to get into this again in the future. Why don't you go? Half to three quarters. I mean, you talking about black hooker crazy and they, uh, AC brings her home to whiting. She got a warrant out to get the rested in whiting. Like, <laughs> yeah, that crazy. I, I guess we need That's to amazing. hear that. I think you teased it. We need to hear that. that crazy. Save that one. <laughs> or do you want? Save it. Save it. Oh. Now everyone's listening. It wants what, this right, shit. Good. What's the next thought? No, what's the do, next thought? Do like, you know, maybe like. A real like light one, lighthearted. No, here, here, here I know. That's what I'm on. saying. Here's, go to the, here's what we're doing, Freddie. Yeah, Chris, to Chris, you do a or uh, Freddie, you do a childhood story, a high school story, and then the crazy story. Go. Well, that's fucking a childhood story. Yeah, like when you two first um, met. Somehow, huh? when you two first met. Like most, I put my bicycle in a fucking manhole, bro, in the in the in the sewer. <laughs> he tried, he tried me with my bicycle, bro. <laughs> and it was love at first sight. After that, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. I was like, really? You know, I was I was real shy as a child, and Nick was fucking, you know, Debo. He was Debo of Timber Green. Oh my goodness! Oh, that's classic. He ran shit, huh? Yeah, bro. He was, you know, he was. Welcome Nick to the. Yeah. Green. Holy shit. That's a nice bike. It's mine now. All right. So, there, so, so that's the childhood one. Now, uh, okay. So bring us to high school. We were, we were talking earlier that Nick was the first player that I ever met. Like somehow he had two girlfriends for over a year's length time at, at, at 15 years old. One in Pine Lake, one in Whiting. <laughs> Uh, crazy high school story when Nick uh, locked himself in his bathroom with one of them girlfriends at a party and choked himself with his chain from his wallet. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? What? Like he was holding the chain. <laughs> was he was it? holding the chain from his wallet around his neck. Just like, to, and I was like, to, bro, what are you doing? To get a reaction? Like, so to get a blowjob or something? Like, what is he doing? <laughs> I don't know what he's like. The girl was frightened for her life. Like <laughs> she lost her mind, and, and <laughs> Nick was red with a chain around his neck. Holy shit! Everything is extreme, man. Sometimes it can go to fucking ten, like zero to ten. Dude, we just... were just—I was just talking about this with my cousin and Josh, and fucking. I was like, dude, Nick never put his foot on the brake, bro. Yeah, it was like yeah. it's true. Know, he never, like Josh said, he's like, dude, he never even went to cover it. Yeah, he uh, didn't slow down to go around any curve. So, either. so Freddie, if uh, after he he unchained his neck from his wallet, did he <laughs> did he do the knife laugh? And you know what I'm talking about, right? Bro, he was all knifed up. He was all knifed up. <laughs> all knifed up. 
So it started young. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Oh, uh, yeah. After, shortly after he passed, I got a call from Jade, and we were talking. He's like, yeah, you know probably what happened. Like, yeah, unfortunately. He's like, dude, I try to tell people about this guy, and nobody fucking. When you compile the stories, he's like, nobody would believe this. They think I'm no. fucking lying oh, to him. Yeah. They think they think I'm totally lying to him with the near death experiences. Like I can count three of them right now. Like <laughs> it was insane. Oh, bro, he was. It was insane all the time. <laughs> like Christmas, Christmas the one year I get a call from Larry Belusio when I lived in Pine Lake. He said, "You got to get here." It was Christmas. We're opening gifts at somebody's uh, the girls at her parents' house, and Larry's like, "You got to get here." I'm like, "What's up?" He's like, dude, Nick's, Nick's throwing Josh around. He's beating Josh up. Oh I get God. there. Nick, Nick's covered in grease from United Crane, sliding up and down my walls. Josh is ragdolled. There's grease all over. Josh is practically in tears. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? And, and so, and just so, so for, right then. Yeah, so everyone is aware of Josh being our my youngest brother, a brother of <laughs> Nick and I's youngest brother. And so he decided to just pit, pit bull Josh, huh? Well, he just, like, I got there, Josh's shirt was down by his feet. Like, he stretched his shirt out from, like, pulling him back and forth. Like, I don't know what is, oh like, <laughs> Whose house was this? Nice mode. Whose house my was My house in Pine Lake. Oh, oh, okay. All right. Wow. All right, all right. But he just got done working, bro. He had grease all over him, and he tracked, <laughs> there was grease. The walls were covered with grease. I'm like, what are you Instead doing? of blood, it was grease marks. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was grease. <laughs> Fred, how many times did Nick beat you up? <laughs> <laughs> Never. Yeah, it was weird. He, like he so, bowed me that day. He debowed me that day with the bicycle. Yeah, that that was weird. Like. Freddie and Nick, like, they never really got physical, but they would just get to a point where, because they were like a relationship. They were best friends, but then they would be like, fuck him. No, fuck Freddie. Fuck Nick. You know, but it would never go anywhere beyond that. <laughs> yeah, I remember asking him once, like, later on, like, where's Fred? He's like, I don't know. I don't talk yeah. to that motherfucker. I'm like, yeah, all right, today you don't. Like, all right, or yeah. maybe you'll carry this on for, like, like three months. Don't worry, it'll be back. And I saw that, too. When you walked into the service, man, That that's when I kind of got emotional. When I saw you, like, get emotional, I'm like, dude, that's his, yeah. that's his dude. I'm like, that was oh, it. man. And then the next day, Freddie got the... Yeah, that was that was the worst. That was rough shit. Yeah, but that, there was something about seeing you there that, that really was like, whoa. You know, I don't, I don't know why I, yeah, like, I hit that point. Yeah, that's but that that's that's funny as shit. You guys, yeah, literally, I never I never even heard of you guys getting physical ever. No, they but never no, did. Dude, the last time, the last time was at the Times River Diner, bro. When he wanted a Greek <laughs> salad, I wanted a Greek salad. He wanted a Greek salad. <laughs> <laughs> bro, we're coming home from seaside. He's like, I want a Greek salad. You know, he was already, dude. He already drank a bottle of Jack, and I'm like, bro, really? So you gotta go say to the salad. You gotta say salad real aggressive. Greek salad. That's what he did. I want a Greek salad. I want a Greek salad. It, it, I'm like, it's gotta be a Greek salad, bro. Really? So, specifically, we go to Tom's River Diner, and we're in there, and now he got they put something on it, like I don't know that he didn't want, so he was taking it off, but he was like flinging it at me across the table. Oh. And like I'm like, bro, what are you doing? You know, I'm like, what is wrong with you? So I put I put it in the pile in the middle of the table. So what's he do? He fucking takes his fork from the pile and starts flinging it from the pile at me. 
And I'm like, this motherfucker. <laughs> and then I'm like, your best friend. I this is the, how you, your best friend. This is what you do. Yeah, I was like, you fucking prick. And then I, I, uh, I was like, I'm paying the bill. We got to get the fuck out. Of you know, like, I said, you're, you're obviously nice motor ready. Yeah. We got to get out of here. You're throwing Greek salads around. So then he stands up next to me. I'm sitting there in the booth still trying to finish my food. He stands up over me. He's like, <sighs> doing his fucking thing. And then he goes to grab my throat. And I got up and I slammed him on the table. And then fucking there was a scene in the diner. I called the cops on us. We were here for like five hours. And then he my console fucking night. Like, got on to lock me up because they got a bloody lip. So it was terrible. Oh. Oh, oh my gosh! Shit. It's it's really remarkable though, Freddie. You you are right that there are levels. There are levels. All oh, right. dude, it's, there's there's hundreds of stories. Uh, save, save the A plus shit. For... I think he's got to come in with us this next time because there's so much shit that he fucking is told that I don't know. I never. I yeah. I think I remember the the salad thing because I remember specifically laughing like he needed some kind of angst, so he's just gonna fucking throw olives or some shit at Fred. Oh <laughs> uh, no, he had me so fucking like, dude. He almost got me. I almost got arrested that night. <laughs> <laughs> and you're a cop. <laughs> the silver cop. The silver cop was like, oh, I'm gonna arrest you. I'm gonna call your job. I'm gonna get you fired and all this stuff. I'm like, what is your problem, dude? Oh like, my he, god. He was, dude, I was like, this is crazy. I I remember that. Yeah. Damn, dude. So, so Freddie, we're, we're actually on a, um, we're on a time limit for this show. We're going to call this knife part one, but before, before we head off, but before we head off, tell us the, uh, the Atlantic city story. Cause I, I need to know this. Yeah. Fuck. I need to screw the list. Yes. I screw the listeners. I need to hear this. Well, dude, he was, you know, when he cashed out his annuity, yep. you know, whatever he fucking was down in AC every other night, oh. he brought home a black hooker to whiting, and in the process, he gets pulled over. She's got a warrant out for arrest, <laughs> and she, uh, she, she, she got arrested. You know? Oh my god! And, and did he go? Did he like defend yeah. her? Because that's my lady. That's I, know, my lady. I feel like he would. Be, I feel like he would say like, "That's fucked up." I paid for this. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. He. Uh, he. He was caught. He. Uh, I don't know the extent of what happened. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm not fucking with my Dude, you're I'm on the air, man. Dog. We're trying to run a professional fucking thing here. Yeah, your dog. Yeah, well, I got two I got two pit bulls chasing the neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not a euphemism for like a knife story. I mean, that like we were <laughs> No, it's par for the course, man. Timber Green was hard. Oh, man. I can't so this ho- hooker got arrested. Did he bail her out? Or did he just no, look? he didn't even, that was it, bro. He just, he got arrested in Why the dude. fuck was he bringing her from AC to Whiting? Because he was nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bring her to my old high school bedroom. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, that's, oh, oh my yeah, God. That should wrap it, that man. That, that should wrap it up. That, was, oh, that, was, that is. Holy shit, that is Fucking hilarious, Freddie! Thank you so much. So, listen, this this is knife part one. I mean, I I kind of knew that we it, we could do four hours on this, but we have to cap it at at two hours, and and so we're we're hitting that time limit. Yeah. But 
right, buddy. Thanks for calling. Uh, we're we're gonna either if you if you don't make it back into this, you need to come to Philly to the studio. Yeah, you gotta come and hang with us one time at this. This is fun. You'll have a good time, man. I hope yeah, no doubt. I hope it's you dangerous. like the Chino story. We gave a shout out. I thought you got mad at me, but all right, all right, all right Freddie. Till next time. Come all right, you guys later. All right, later, peace. Bye, bro. Oh man! So Sean had to head out, so he he had to head out early. But that was a uh, oh my god! You can't make this up. Uh, you can't. It, you can't make this and, up. Uh, yeah, that's to, like scratching surface. Yeah, though, no, man. you have to know the places and the people. And I'm sorry for those who don't, but. God damn, that's funny. Like, why would he brought... He basically drove a, a hooker from Atlantic City all the way through the Pine Barrens up to where his parents live. She's like, where the fuck are we and, going? And, and There's nothing but trees. Small town cop pulls him over and finds out she's got a fucking warrant for her arrest. The Pine Barrens. There's nothing but trees. There's no... There's nothing. I don't even think there's lights. No, there's, there's street there's, lights. There's nothing but pine trees and that one cop that probably pulled them over. And but I, I, I can, imagine, I can imagine how like it all shook, shook out, right? Like she was a normal person looking for a John or whatever. And, and so he goes up to her and he's like, eh. and he's like, how much you want? <laughs> and then somehow like he convinces her like not to get paid, but then also come back to Whiting. And, like, to- <laughs> oh my God. If she had just stayed and done her job in Atlantic City, she probably wouldn't have gotten arrested that night. <laughs> she had a warrant out for her arrest. I can't. It's too funny, man. <laughs> Oh man, we have. I, who knows if we'll do it next time, or, or maybe stay we're, tuned we're for night to. part are, are two. You, are you? You're at a hard stop, right? Like you, you have uh, to wrap. Yeah, I was looking for that, but we're, we're, yeah, we're getting close. It's, okay, but, I mean, I could I could try to make one more phone call to to Josh, or we can just. We why can don't just, you? Do, all right, one more phone call. Let's try that. We're, right. we're we're in. We'll, we'll try that. All right. I think we also uh, one time I would like to get what's it, Jade's perspective on this too because it's just classic. I like the way Freddie talks too. Which he was pretty drunk, good bro. He was a natural. <laughs> but level, I mean, bro. Chino, Chino Junior. Yeah, yeah. He could. He'll make you laugh, man. His perspective on it. All right, so we're gonna call our youngest brother Josh. See if he answers. I know that he had a lot of family responsibilities today, but. We'll see if he's available, and if not, we'll we'll just kind of TBD this or TBC it. TBC. That's right. We're we're hitting around. We're at an hour and fifty right now, which which I've heard you know from our listeners or close ones that the two hours seems to be the sweet spot. We'll take it right to the next ten minutes. Something like this. I got a story, but remember, just I don't even was random. It's a quick one. Nope. It was uh, it was actually Nick, Josh, and I going back to Wellington from Philly. I don't remember where you were at the time or mm-hmm. where. I think you were with us, but we left you. I don't know if you were. I don't know if you were living here at the time, but we left and came home, and we're laughing the whole way home from a show or something or whatever reason we're out here to see you. And we we get back there, and the night isn't over. We were obviously drinking. I think I I probably. Uh, smoked a little doobie or something like that because I was laughing hysterically at the stories Josh was telling about Nick <laughs> and his old Subaru driving Josh and his friends oh around. Oh, my gosh, the Subaru. A, he hit a deer. Hold, on, hold, hold on, Rob, yeah. Rob. Explain the Subaru, though. Remember this, he bought it and then he just spray-painted it all black? Black. It was it was a like a Subaru Rabbit or something like that. It, had, it was like a hatchback, and it was, it was a total ghetto car, but it was probably like a Tonka truck, he, he, all the work he put into it. Yep. But I think he... He hit a deer with 
Josh and his friends in the back. I mean, by accident, that shit happens all the time around here for anybody who doesn't know. Like people, they're all over the place. And so he hit this deer and (laughs) to the surprise of everybody else in the car, he immediately stopped the car, ran back out and grabbed the deer who was probably on its last leg, almost dead, dragged it back into the road, backed up and peeled out on its face and <laughs> oh all the, everybody else in the car was completely horrified. And <clears throat> this was your brother Josh telling me the story while Nick's in the background going, <laughs> Josh and Josh was killing me the way he would tell the story. Uh, yeah. Just look at like his very slow, calm delivery. Like it, it, Josh is maybe the a complete antithesis of Nick. Yeah. Like very, yeah, very, yeah. very calm and, and funny delivery about this whole thing. And then, Somehow, in that same moment, I, because sometimes I can instigate, and I, I said, to, I was like, Nick, call your dad. Tell him you're in jail. He's like, all right. Oh, my Calls God. Calls your dad at 2 in the morning, right after Josh's story, where I'm, I'm pissing my pants, just laughing, the two of them there. And he calls your dad. And the fact that your dad answered and not your mom was, was perfect. And right. right away, he goes into, pop, you got to get me. I'm in jail. And you hear your dad on the other side. I <laughs> and, and right away, I couldn't hear what your dad was saying after that. Like he was just going off, and all it was was Nick going <laughs> and laughing on the phone while your dad's still yelling, not knowing. Like clearly, he wouldn't be laughing if he was in jail. Like, come get me out. He just did that to your dad and just kept laughing. Now, now that's a relationship. I mean, they had a such a an amazing, unique relationship where you know my my dad was very similar. To, to knife in terms of his sort of behavior and upbringing and, and situations he'd find himself in. And so me growing up as someone that just liked sports and just kind of was so uh, somewhat social, but kind of kept to myself, you yeah. know, did my own thing, I should say, versus yeah. being an introvert. But there was really no connection to like me and my dad and like we never yeah, did was- stuff together, right? <laughs> And so every time we would try, it would be like, all right, like, I don't want to hand you tools anymore. Like, this is boring. (laughs) (laughs) So, but, but him, (laughs) he and Knife would like, I don't know, just like work on the lawnmower together. And by the end of it, they were like throwing shit at each (laughs) other. And like, you'd see the lawnmower blade, like get whipped at my dad. And he's like, that's it. That's enough. And they would just curse, like curse at each other. But it wasn't like an angry, like. That's how they communicated. That, that, like it wasn't gonna like the cops weren't coming to that one. He no, wasn't going to jail. No. This is just like this is how we this is how we get down. And You're it, not gonna listen to me when I talk to you. Fuck you. But it was so funny that so they would be out in the yard or whatever, just like yelling over this, this lawnmower, and then it would be like break this, and then like my dad would come in and be like, Betty Jane, your son's <laughs> an animal. He's a crazy lunatic, and go out work on the lawnmower, and then Nick would come in the house. Mom, Pop is a maniac. He's ever and, and we're like, this is like living deja vu. And then they go out together, and then like twenty minutes later, whatever needed to be done was done. And then they would like have a beer together. Or whatever. Oh my god, that's that's as classic as they come. I can't. I, this should be on television. <laughs> it should, it should have be been. A, it should be a cartoon. I really, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. It would be. It would make a great animated series just to put that character on there, like. <laughs> it'd be dangerous, like rated R fucking thing. Like, holy shit, this guy really existed. But I got the impression after telling a lot of these stories right after his service in the restaurant that we all went to and there was a lot of alcohol flowing and it just, it didn't seem like, 
now that I look back on it, it looks like something you probably shouldn't tell because your mother and father were there. There was ever, I mean, there was a lot of people that yeah. were yeah, not. It's not a surprise I, to anyone. I, but I think there was a lot of people there that, that the older people perhaps yeah. that, that might not, your, your aunts and uncles or whatever. I don't even remember who was there because I remember just being like a small group of us. I, I had coworkers there. I remember just going off, man. I just remember telling stories like without, and I actually felt bad afterwards because I thought I didn't know if Josh wanted me to say those things, but it just turned into that to where I watched your mother and father were at another table and yep. they kept hearing the laughter and they both got up and came over to this table where we were telling some of these stories, which are holy shit. That yep. was my son. And I remember it just being like, I mean, cause obviously it's, it's after a, uh, a funeral service so you know it's and it everything was sent some of these hor- horrifying stories were were endearing but, but well, that's that, yeah that's the thing like I, if it if he was just one dimensional and just this fucking thug yeah right, it, right. it wouldn't it wouldn't it, it i don't know how much weight this would all be it's just right. that this he was he wasn't that in his core he was the dude that didn't want to go out with all you guys to go do the bar hopping in Seaside. He was emotional and wanted to sit behind and like have someone to talk to right. and be sad right. and sensitive with the people that he thought would be yeah. willing to listen to him be sensitive, <laughs> which was of course me. And like, <laughs> I, I, I also think, the, the and I remember sitting there and thinking, it's saying, it's, but you know, it, no, because he would always say it's just you know. You guys, are, no one loves me. Yeah. You guys are yeah. all just my brother's friends. And I'm like, no, man. He was I, tormented. I, I would remember hearing yeah. from a lot of people about that. Like, and I'm like, he just never, never did that with me specifically. Maybe it was like, oh, I got to be the, no, the Joker he, when it comes. He categorized every, all of us. Sure. You know, in a and different, so you had said yeah. that earlier. You know, like he would definitely. You and Tim were mm-hmm. were the. You know, yeah. he could be sensitive knife for sure. He'd be butter knife. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, he, was. Was, he was butter knife to <laughs> you, and then like one, yeah. to Sean and Rob, he was fucking deer knife. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think he, he, the fact that he wasn't one dimensional is what makes him interesting to people who right. might be listening to this right now and have never. Yeah. Don't know us. Well, it's nice because him. he's mentioned in every episode. Yeah. I think he <laughs> and it's like everyone's like, you know, they'll they'll say to me like, who the, what the fuck is this knife thing? Yeah. Like, at least now there's some. Yeah. And I anticipate him showing up in almost everyone since. For well, some we're going to have to have a part two because yeah. we're, we've, we're down to three minutes. And so we can do our outro song. And I remembered which stereophonic song it, it was. But before that, um, yeah, to your point and after his service and it, it was helpful for my mom and and my my dad my dad knew but didn't want to admit like all mm. of these stories and what mm. have you but i think it was helpful for my mom it was very cathartic but like i said someone who has lived that fast and that furious for for lo- that long that that short of a time but for that length of time mm. you know you, you you kind of realize there is an expiration to that and i think that was the resolution yeah. of everything and and so his service was a culmination of that and honestly after the kind of sadness and then the way we shut down that bar and mm. it was an absolute memorial and party sure. and like, you know, that is exactly in Nick's mind while he was alive. That's exactly what he wanted. If and, he was on a fly on the wall. And we were able to do that. Yeah. So I, I think that was like, that was helpful for, for me and for my, my family. And, you know, a- after that, it was, it was kind of, you know, you, you get through realizing you reach for your phone and you want to call that person. Mm. You can, and we always had a unique thing and, 
Um, once that kind of ended, not it'll never end, but um, it was the the, the re- resignation of like his time on this planet ended appropriately. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's it really, really weird to yeah. look back at it on that, and, and and that's exactly what it was. It was the culmination of that candle in the wind. He really yeah, yeah. he burned it out. Quick. This was a very real Rob's garage. That's right. That's right. And <coughs> so we're the, you got hearts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm glad we all shared a shot of of Jack Daniels. Hopefully, there's no knife in us. But uh, yeah, this was not only cathartic, funny, and and everything. It was it was real, and so. Well, if I, I hope everyone o- enjoyed it. If I get pulled over on the way home, I'll s- promise to grab the no, top by the throat. Wasn't That's a lot right. of bring the funnies this time. This <laughs> was a real one. Yeah, yeah well, but I still. Tried. I'm sorry. There, this was almost as funny as some of the other ones I heard yeah. with Freddie talking. Like, damn. All right. So, uh, although Nick, you know, he he did tag along. Not, I don't want to say tag along, but he didn't have the same musical interests as we did. But um, he tried, and then you know, when the Stereophonics album came out. Um, just enough education to perform, I think is the album. Um, there was a song called Every Day I Think of Money because he was always hustling. And then there's a lyric about his truck and Nick always loved every vehicle that he had. And at the time he had this, he bought Mr. B's truck oh, yeah, yeah. from episode three or the, whatever that the was. The bus driver, Mr. B. The, the G-Mac. Driver. That's right. And so he loved this truck. So we're going to end it today with uh, Stereophonics, Every Day I Think of Money for Knife. Uh, Peace. Later. I drive a truck that carries money. And every day I dream of my fantasy. Yesterday I bought my beach house Little place just off the coast of France Every day I think of money Every day I think of
family 